episode 77 of Coffee and Co-Read, your source for all things literary with Catherine and Kristen, where we believe there's nothing better than a hot coffee and an awesome book. Join us for our virtual book club where we take one book a month and dive into all the drama, adventure, and romance we can find. Hi, Catherine. Hey, Kristen. Uh, so it's week three of Akafaf, and we are... <laughs> Yeah, I'm calling it Akafaf. I'm starting it. It's a thing. I'm just doing it. Um, (laughs) uh, So obviously we are starting off with another Would You Rather. Uh, This one, like, is actually quite hard. And I don't know. I don't know what we're going to say about it. Uh, So would you rather always have to read in the dark or always have to read tiny print? What would you (laughs) rather? Like, there has to be some, what does dark even mean if you can still read? (laughs) Like, obviously it's going to be hard, but I feel like tiny print is more doable than darkness. You know what I mean? Yes. I just, I can't imagine, like, with a tiny bit of light, you can read. It is hard. You're straining your eyes, which kind of reminds me, like, tiny print is the same kind of thing. You're going to end up with a headache. Um, (laughs) But I just feel like tiny print. I'd have to choose tiny print because worst case, I just get like a a magnifying glass. Okay. So here's my issue. Are you allowed AIDS? Like, so like if you always have to read tiny print, are you allowed Mm -hmm. a magnifying glass? If you always have to read in the dark, are you allowed a flashlight? I feel like those are the big issues. If you're allowed an aid, yes. I think I would rather read in the dark than read the tiny print. Yeah, I guess a flashlight a seems flashlight. more like cheating than a magnifying glass does to does me. It? Yeah. Oh. I don't know why. There are no rules. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. Interesting. Yeah. So... But I guess only, the other thing, too, yeah. is it depends what you're reading. Because, like, if I'm reading on my phone, I don't give a fuck if it, <laughs> I don't give a fuck if it's dark. It's true. It has your own light source. And then if it's tiny print, you can just go zoom, zoom. <laughs> That's true. It fixes all problems. I'm just going to read on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but you, w- you would not be able to give up physical books. No, I wouldn't. That's true. Um, I feel like it'd be harder to find tiny print books. Mm. So would you? Would that factor into it? Or is it just you can only have regular books if it's dark? <laughs> so this one's just so like... Yeah, no. See, when I'm thinking <laughs> of it, I'm thinking, okay, well, if we're talking about... Uh, you know, in this myth, in this mythical like alternate universe where we could only have one or the other, I'm take I'm thinking that everything is going to be available in tiny print. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have to be right, like everything. You either pick regular print or tiny print. <laughs> Foolish. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
I agree with you, though. If I'm not allowed using an aid, I think I'd rather tiny print. Depending on how tiny. If we're talking, like, unable to read with the naked eye, I mean, then we're just lost cause. Yeah, then you just can't read. I have terrible eyesight. <laughs> Mine's not too bad. I got it lasered. Um, but that's the thing about the dark, too, is, like, if if it's so dark you can't see... You just can't read anymore. There's no... But, like, but, at the same time, so, like, if it's dark, can you, like, open a window and let the natural moonlight go through? <laughs> not, the, not the sun. <laughs> we don't get sun here. Um, we literally just say... finished saying last week we had, like, a heat wave. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No sun for us! <laughs> it rained today, and my seasonal depression's like, no, you never get sun. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, yay, rain! <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, see, this one's one of those ones where you almost need more parameters and then you're like getting into what this world looks like, which is like way too much work for <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. God. But yeah. Um, I I think I would have to choose tiny print. And I would probably just... But the only thing is, <laughs> if I decided to just read on my phone, I would prefer it to just be dark and have regular sized print on my phone. Yeah. Like, because if you have to zoom for each word and scroll... And then you gotta, yeah, move the uh, page. Yeah, I think for me, if I'm allowed to use uh, an aid, I'll pick the dark. If I'm not allowed anything, I'll pick tiny print. Yes. That's my answer. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Good. Good times. If anyone wants to give us their answer, let us know. What do you think? What would you rather? And if you have any parameters of what this world would look like, (laughs) include those in your answer, because... That's what these always come down to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that, we're going short and sweet with that one. So, or not really, but. Uh, we'll get right into it. Just a heads up. We are not a spoiler-free zone. And things getting saucy this week. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> They are. Yeah. I can't really remember at the moment, but I'm sure they do. No, they do. I should know. I, I just finished <laughs> these, but my brain just isn't working. Oh, that's okay. Um, so this is our third week with Akafaf. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. I don't think I like it. <laughs> and we're, we're reading chapters 23 to 34. Um, last week, there was an attack, um, and Poppy was kidnapped, but that, of course, didn't last long, because she's a badass bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, a full-grown tree just appeared as an omen, meaning change is coming, and the gods are watching. Which um, is creepy. Like, it is so creepy. Just The gods sleep. are watching, Leave like, us alone. are they watching me in the shower? Like, <laughs> what are they watching? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Everyone's kind of starting their journey to Spessa's end, and Poppy's group on their way was attacked. 
of course, because it's Why necessary. Um, by the Dead Bones clan. Uh, they did arrive in Spessa's End at the end of last week, and um, Poppy woke up to an out-of-his-mind Castile who went down on her and then snapped out of it, said sorry, after commenting on the taste of her pussy. Yeah! <laughs> and uh, just left her on the bed half naked with Kieran standing in the room. Yeah. Um, sorry, I forgot that's how it ended. Man. <laughs> how did I forget that? Uh, so, um, Poppy's obviously super confused because people don't usually wake up completely out of their minds with black eyes and... And also, he just gave her, like, a, like a mind-blowing orgasm, too. Like, she was screaming from the orgasm, so yeah. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Uh, um, but Kieran's still in the room, which is kind of Akko, and he yeah, she, asks- She's vagina out. Like, her vagina well, is Castile out. covered it before he said sorry and covered it with her robe. <laughs> still, though. <laughs> it's so bad. I just- <laughs> just- Oh, God. So bad. Um- Kieran asks if Castile hurt her, but she says no. Um, and he asks if Castile forced himself on her, and she says no. And this is when she thinks, like, she could have stopped him at any time. Which I don't agree with. I, like, I'm, I'm glad that she feels that way, because it, like, it, 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 was, it was iffy consent-wise, but... She doesn't feel like she was taken advantage of, which is what matters. Yes. Um, I just don't actually think she could have stopped him if he, like, what could she have done that an Atlantean, like, she'd have to stab him and then, like, cut off his head. Yeah. And he'd be dead. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't want to kill him, then I guess sex is okay. Like, I, I just don't know what she could have physically done. Like, I know she stabbed him in the heart before and that slowed him down, but I just, I, I, I don't know. There's a lot. Um, yeah. And she kind of also thinks, like, she wanted it and he could smell it on her. Because, like, she did wake up and she was super horny. Um, it just seems kind of like an over-explanation. And I, I guess we kind of do need it so that there's no tension about this moment but it just felt like a bit clunky in the way that the author wrote it I think in like I don't know the author's like this isn't gonna be a problem this was yeah. completely consensual and I'm like I, I kind of feel like he could have an issue with it too because he wasn't like he wasn't in his right state of mind either like there's more consent things that are in this and yeah. it just it just was weird for me. That's all yeah. I got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, especially like, especially her over explaining that she's fine with it. I was just like, I don't really need this. If you're, yeah, if you're actually fine with it, you don't really need to say too much. Just, yeah. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's, we kind of had this conversation last week a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, 
all she really thinks in the negative about it is that she kind of needs to stop, like, making out with him and having sex with him or doing sexual things with him because she is going to fall in love with him if she keeps doing this. Which is like too late, puppy. <laughs> it is too late, but you know what she's you know what she's thinking. It's just kind of yeah, funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she does explain what happened to Karen that like Castile woke up and um was just out of his mind and like he probably was startled when he woke up and like then Castile saw Karen as a threat to her. And Castile was protective over her in that moment because he, like... It was his alpha maleness yeah, coming out to protect his possession woman. Now. Yeah. Ugh. But, like... Okay, here's my thing. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. So, the scene originally... So, like, he woke up out of his mind and he originally had his hand on her throat and was, like, in an aggressive way at her... Yes. But then in smelling her, changed course and decided sexual things were... Yes. So, like, if she was not turned on... This is a good question. Do we think that he could have gotten violent with her? Yeah. Instead of going the sexual route? Like, could he have treated her the way he treated Kieran? Because, like, him and Kieran have a deeper bond than like they actually have a physical bond yes i don't know i don't know if physical is the right word no uh it's not because they're not actually attached no but but they have like a yeah. supernatural like actual bond between them. tether bond yeah. between them um Metal so if he was willing to yeah <laughs> yeah um if he was willing to actually attack Kieran. Yeah. I think so it's a good thing she woke up horny, I guess, is what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't really remember a whole lot, and I know we get into a concept this week that's kind of like mates. I forget what they're called. Heartmates. In- Heartmates. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that, and I was like, it can't just be something mates, but it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if we ever get into, like, if that means much. Like, mm-hmm. I know, like, I I feel like some mates, like, you physically can't hurt each other. Like, you wouldn't be able to hurt them. Like, not in, I like, don't think that's a thing. Like, just in lore. In, yeah. With mates, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's a thing in this book well i don't know well yeah so i guess what you're like i get where you're going like how do you know when your heart mates with someone because like in others like in sjm books it's like a snap like the Mm. man the male smells it and it's like oh you're my mate and then it's like a tether like a bond that snaps in place Mm -hmm. other ones it it usually always relies on smell though like in in werewolf ones oh i smell you you're my mate like yeah you know what I mean? So, yeah. I guess, yeah, it's, how do you know your heart mates with someone? Are you and just like, like she... I'd give up my life for you, therefore you're my heart mate? Yeah, and she doesn't have a sense of smell that would be able to more than likely smell something like that either. Nope. 
It's interesting. Many thoughts. Yes. I don't know. Maybe, like, because they're all expecting her to go through the culling, right? Yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. once she goes through the culling, maybe it'll show up then. Yeah. I got confused with the culling and the joining just then in my brain. Um, <laughs> but now I, now I know what's happening. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it's just interesting. I don't know if he would have gotten violent with her if, if she wasn't horny. That's a very good question. Thank you. Sometimes they and exist. I, I assume so, but then I also wonder if that might have snapped him out of it faster because she would have, A, been fighting back, yeah. but, like, she might have been, like, she might have used her powers earlier, or she might have been like, hey, it's fucking me, you idiot, and, like, Give or if up. she started, yeah, if she started bleeding, would he have just started, like, lapping it up like a dog? Maybe. <laughs> so, like, maybe it would have fixed all problems if he just got violent instead. Anyway, <laughs> um, Poppy asks Kieran, obviously, what the hell that was, because Kieran did come in and say, I told you this was going to happen, mm-hmm. or something like that. Not helpful, Kieran, to be fair. Yeah. And um, she, like, gets out of bed while she's asking this and, like, picks up her dagger, because um, she had it out against Castile, but didn't use it. And... Kieran is like, are you going to stab me now? Like, what are you doing? She's like, no, not every time I pick up a dagger, am I going to stab somebody? But they kind of have like some cute back and forth banter. Mm-hmm. And it's like showing that they're developing a relationship as friends too. And I, I, I like it. I like when the main female character actually becomes friends with the main male character's friends. Um... She tells him that she could feel Castile's hunger and he's happy that she actually used her power um, on Cass to like be able to tell somewhat what's going on because he had mentioned doing that before. He was like, you should use everything you can kind of thing. Um, And he kind of is like reminding her slash us that Atlanteans need to feed on other Atlanteans uh, blood so like if I guess she asks him then like is that why his eyes were black and he was possessive and he says that like the black eyes are from hunger but the possessiveness is likely because of the other morning activities they were doing so the reason he was so possessive over her was Absolutely him being like, she's mine. Get away, Kieran. Yeah. Um, she thinks back to the forest. So when they were attacked and Castile came over to bind her arm, um, he was kind of weird for a bit. And she realizes that like, he was kind of paralyzed by her blood and wanting it. Yes. That he like took too long to wrap up her arm. And she was like, she didn't realize at the time, but that's what, that's, why he was so weird about it um kieran says (laughs) but i I don't understand this but kieran says he isn't like castile isn't too close to the edge right now or he would have actually ripped kieran's head off and then like he probably would have also fed on poppy uncontrollably and she would have died and then he would have probably ascended her so like i guess he could have been worse. And I'm like, is this, is this where we're going with this? 
That's what we're saying. <laughs> this isn't that bad. It's fine. I'm like, I think this is pretty bad. <laughs> he can't control himself and he has questionable consent issues. So, bad <laughs> yeah, like, I guess he could have been even more far gone that he just would have, like, started feeding off of her instead of smelling that she's horny. I'm like, yeah, it's just, it's an interesting take. I'm like, he's clearly not okay. Maybe we should get him some blood. Like, <laughs> that's the basis here. Yes, yeah. I wonder, like, so he has to feed from other um, Atlanteans, mm-hmm. but, like, aren't Woven technically Atlanteans? I think so. Could he I not feed from Kieran? I don't know. But, like, every time he feeds, not every time, it's only happened, like, it's only happened once, I think, with Poppy twice. so far. Once? Yeah. He's fed her twice, and yeah. she's fed him once. Yeah, okay. I think. Yep. Um, but she got super fucking horny. So, yes. like, if he were to feed off of Kieran, would Kieran start getting super horny? And, like, but I've also, that like, scene. I, yeah. <laughs> but I also think it depends, like, I think the Atlantean can control what the bite does to you, right? Because remember he says that, like, yes. you can choose to make it painful or you could choose to make it not painful. Yeah. So, like, could you choose to make it neutral? I, I kind of doubt it. Or that's, like, <laughs> that's some manipulative and cruel behavior. <laughs> if he's yeah. choosing to make her uncontrollably horny when he bites her. That's true. Maybe. So... I guess he could theoretically bite Kieran and make it painful. <laughs> if if that counts as Atlantean blood. But yeah. Interesting. 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 Yeah. Onshore. We're getting really uh, into the lore here. We're like <laughs> we are. We're deep <laughs> diving. We're not even past the first scene of this week. And we're like, <laughs> let's dive in as far as fucking possible. <laughs> um, yes. So now we get to one of your favorite tropes. So he mentioned that, like, Kieran thinks that if, obviously, Castile were to kill Poppy, he would bring her back as ascended, even if it's illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes Poppy think about, like, the ascendants are immortal. And then she thinks about how Castile's immortal. And then she thinks about how she's mortal and she's going to age and be old and gray and Castile's going to be young. Mm-hmm. Which is your favorite trope ever. hate it with the fire of a thousand suns. I hate it <laughs> so much. Um, so it's, it's something that, like, obviously is gonna play on your mind if yes. you're mortal and yeah. you're in love with somebody immortal like yeah. it's obviously it's something like bella and twilight wasn't fucking wrong no she could have waited a few years more she was a fucking teenager like if i i would rather be stuck in my 20s than my teens yeah if i'm being like thinking yeah, of true. my timeline of life but <laughs> I do understand her freak out 100%, especially since Edward was like 17, 18. When he turned, which yeah. is, ugh. Um, it reminds me actually of an episode of Supernatural um, where this dude was uh, like from the Incan time. I feel like you'll definitely remember it when I talk about it. And I don't remember his name, but like oh. he was a sports oh my God. player. 
Oh no. Wait. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway, and then like he had to do sacrifices every so many years to keep his yeah his and immortality. he's played by Logan in Ve- from Veronica Mars. <laughs> was he? Yeah. But he was dead. Right. So like they see these ritualistic killings, and so then they go visit his mother. And she, like, talks about him, and then they sneak back into her house and, like, find, like, they shared a room and all this stuff, and it turns out he was immortal. Oh. But then he specifically died. He couldn't take it anymore. But she was his girlfriend from, like, the 40s and stayed his girlfriend. And after so many years, they had to stop portraying her as his girlfriend slash wife mm-hmm. and turn her into his mother, even though they were still together as, like, yes. husband and yeah. wife. sorry. I was thinking of a different one where the guy time traveled. That guy is in Veronica Mars. He time travels and then he takes Dean back in time by accident because Dean like grabs onto him and then he goes back in time. Yeah. Yeah. Completely different episode. I got confused. Yeah. But yeah. No, I know what when you're talking about. That would be awful. Can you imagine portraying your lover's parent because you grew old and ugh. So that's like same thing. She's yeah. already thinking about it. Like, and... She's also 18. <laughs> but I, I do get it. I, I get mean, it. I I'd get be it. thinking about it, even at the age I am. Not 18. Yeah. It makes more sense at our age. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, so that's... That is kind of something that is coming up, obviously, in this book for the first time, but it's something that's on her mind, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, Kieran then tells her he doesn't want to talk about Cass um, when he isn't around, and that it's not really her business. Um, She isn't his family or, like, a close friend. Uh, And, like, Kieran doesn't want to start, like, telling her things about Castile without his approval that's not really the right word but without him knowing i guess uh but she realizes it's about his nightmares and she says like she already knows that he gets nightmares that wake him up and he doesn't know where he is and kieran's kind of surprised that castile had told her that but she's like yeah i get nightmares so he told me yeah then um so Kieran tells her basically it especially happens if he's startled awake, which he was this morning because she was trying to get away from him. Um, and it can kind of turn him back into the animal that they made him when he was taken by the ascended. And she says he's not an animal and he's not a monster. And Kieran agrees and says like she would have liked him if she met him before all of this trauma happened to him which is kind of a shitty thing to say like i get it but i'm like she can never meet him before this trauma happened like we're not going back in time so like i don't know why like yeah i guess he can he can move past some of it and grow and like maybe get back some of who he used to be but he still went through 50 years of intense trauma. Like, it's not just gonna... I don't know. It just seems like you're not gonna say anything bad about him while he's not around, but you're like, 
you would have liked him. He's much worse now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was a terrible, he's a terrible person now. He's better. Yeah, it's just kind of, it's kind of weird. Um, so yeah, Poppy asks Kieran why he hasn't fed with, like, so many Atlanteans around. Like, why hasn't he fed on anybody? And Kieran's basically like, that's a really good question. And you're like, obviously Kieran knows, but he's just like, not, not telling her. Cool. I'm sure we'll get it some other way. Um, Poppy is wondering now why... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is another issue I have with it all. But now she's wondering why she let Castile go down on her. And like, it's just like, why are we, why are we going back? She was like, cool. I don't feel any shame about this. It's all consensual. We're all good. And now she's like, why did I do that? And you're like, wait. Yeah. And I get People have dualities, and you can think many things, but... Well, yeah, I guess it's more of a wanting it in the moment, and then afterwards being like, oh, I kind of regret doing that. You know what I mean? Like, And it's like, I get her reasoning for not wanting to do it are because she's afraid she's going to fall in love with him, or more in love, however she wants to word it. But yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It's something. Um... (laughs) So she comes out of, I guess she went to get dressed or something, and Kieran's waiting in her room, and she asks if he's, like, on babysitting duty. But he says he wanted to see if she wants to get breakfast with him. And she kind of asks if they should wait for Castile to come back, but he says, like, Castile will find them when he's ready. Like, he's clearly not ready yet. He needs some time. Yeah. And... He asks her if she'd rather see the bay instead of breakfast. And she's like, yeah, that's so much better because I can't think about eating right now because a moron. Castile is whatever he is and she's worried about him. So she can't eat. <laughs> Would not be me. I'd be like, no. breakfast. Yes, let's go. Right? I'd be like breakfast, coffee, then bay. Thank yes. you. <laughs> yeah. Even take a breakfast with you. Have a walking breakfast. Lovely. Sounds so nice. It does sound nice. <laughs> but no. This is, do you know what? This is something that I really dislike. And I, I understand. Maybe it's just the fact that I haven't been in too many situations where I've lost, like, I've been so nervous I haven't been able to eat. But, like, I'm not, it's not often that I'm like, oh, I'm so worried. I can't eat. I'm so nervous. I can't eat. Like, no, you put food in front of me. I'll eat it. <laughs> I don't yeah. often skip meals. No. And like the only times I've ever felt like that have been like, like really bad. Not like, not like somebody just walked out and I'm a bit anxious about what's going on with them. Yeah. Like, or like you're super worried about something and like you want to throw up. You're so worried about it. Like that kind of stuff. It's not, I don't know. Yeah. This doesn't seem like one of those instances to me. And I guess she has no idea what's going on, so that makes it even scarier, I guess. But it I also, eat, it happens <laughs> all the time in books. Yes. Yeah. The gr- and, and mostly with the females. 100%. And then they're so tiny yeah. that they're the shirts, wasting away. The sh- shirts and clothes don't fit them because they're, they're so tiny. They're swimming in them. <laughs> 
It's yeah. true. <laughs> I, it's not something I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so yeah, they go down to the bay and they talk about the weather and she asks him if he was in Carcedonia and he says it was too crowded, um, there. And she asks, like, isn't Atlantia, like, basically the same? Like, isn't that your whole deal that you're running out of land? And he says it, like, it's not that bad there yet, but it will be. Like, they'll soon have, I guess towns or cities that are just as crowded and i guess the problem as... is everybody's immortal <laughs> so like nobody right? dies <laughs> their mortality rate is like nothing yes compared exactly to their birth rate i'm like i'm i'm surprised that they're only having land issues now since like before the war of two kings they ruled i guess ruled yeah all the land and now since they've been pushed back to a specific area and you're like, I guess they've been rebuilding since then and like getting back to a population. They like, almost like, they almost need, this is going to sound so bad. They almost need to have wars to <laughs> keep the mortality rate at a decent level. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, what are you going to do? It's like people are talking about, this is a tangent that I'm going on, but people are talking about like living longer and stuff. And I'm like, if everyone starts living longer and people keep having children, like this is not, there's too many people already. This is not a good plan. Well, but like that's, that's where we are in the world now. Like with the advent of modern medicine, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that with the advent of modern medicine, people are living longer. Therefore, our mortality rate has decreased significantly. People are living longer lives. And therefore, our population has skyrocketed in the Mm -hmm. past, like, 100 years. Yeah. Is this book about us? (laughs) (laughs) Parallels, yeah. people. Parallels. Yeah. Apparently, we're going to find many of them today. I don't know if we're just in a mood to find them, but like, I don't know what is happening, but our tangents are already, <laughs> we're already off the rails. Yeah. Um, so she, um, they're down at the bay and she thinks of um, the god who is in this bay and it's rain. Yeah. I didn't write yeah. that down, but. Like, um, like, like the weather. Yes, like the weather. <laughs> but she, she wonders about, like, she starts thinking about him and, like, if he'll wake up. But Rain is apparently the god of common men and endings. I don't know if that means anything or if that ever comes up, but it was mentioned, so I figured I had to mention it. Such a weird, like... Yeah, but they're all weird. When, like, you think of, like, angels and stuff and, like, the angel of, like, I don't know. I had one. I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and they're like, he's the angel of, like, travelers, which includes, like, sailors, and, like, he's the angel of... Who could it have been? I think it was, like, Raphael. Anyway, doesn't matter. I don't know. Like, I think of, like, ancient Greek gods, like, um, Aphrodite. She's what the goddess of love. Yeah. But not just love. The goddess of sexual love and beauty yeah 
are like the goddess of love and fertility but like they the things sort of go together if that makes sense like yeah you know what i mean like demeter the goddess of harvest um like uh what's her name athena there you go (laughs) but like she is the remember like annabelle in the movie she's like my mother is the goddess of uh of what something and goddess of something in battle strategy yeah (laughs) but like so she's the goddess of war and practical reasoning aka i guess baddest battle wisdom and battle strategy that's what so like you know but like they sort of go hand in hand this does not feel like they go together so i just found what i was trying to think of oh (laughs) and it is it is Raphael. So the arch archangel Raphael is the patron saint of the blind, of happy meetings, <laughs> of nurses, of physicians, makes sense, and of travelers. <laughs> they also none of those go together. Right? Like like pick a lane. Happy meetings is my favorite. <laughs> it's a meet cute. <laughs> Raphael is the patron saint of meat cutes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to say that all common men will have an ending. Oh, look at you trying to make things make sense. Trying so hard. <laughs> um, maybe it's, could it be foreshadowing that regular people aren't going to exist in the future it's just going to be atlanteans ascendants and like they're going to wipe out all the common people and then all the ascended would die is that how the atlanteans are going to do it they're just going to kill all the mortals so everybody (laughs) kill the food source and and then you're good to go yeah interesting anyway um that was another tangent. We should do like us. a tally one day of how many tangents we go on in an episode. Well, this episode I think is wilder than most, <laughs> and I don't. I think the issue started with our what would with our would you rather question because we just got off on that too much, and now now here we are. Mm. Um. So she uh poppy ends up taking off her shoes and walking in the sand because she thinks like it's been such a long time since she's actually walked physically in the sand Mm. which makes sense because she's probably not been allowed out it's probably been since she's was with her actual real maybe not real i don't know anything parents yeah um (laughs) and kieran tells her that malik would also take his shoes off and walk in the sand it's just um, nice to feel sand between your toes. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think that, like, that's only a them thing. No. But it is a good segue into bringing him up, I guess. Yeah. Um, She asks what he was like, and he tells her that, like, Malik was kind gen- and generous, and he was a prankster, and he was the life and soul of the family. And Castile used to be more, like, the more serious one out of the two. And... He also apparently acts different around her than she does than he does around anyone else. Like Castile acts differently around Poppy than he does like, around anyone different. Else. How like less serious, more prankstery, like more jokingly and happy. <laughs> 
What? Which He's is happy with her? Wild. I thought he despised her. Right? Um, Kieran then kind of says, like, even if Malik is alive now, he won't be what he used to be. And she asks if Kieran actually thinks he is alive. And he says, like, he has to be. The Ascendant wouldn't let a prize like that go. Like, they wouldn't let a prince die. Like, they don't need to use as much blood to make Ascendants if you have, like, a full-blood Atlantean, especially a prince. Like, it'd be stupid to let him die. Yeah. Well, and, Um, like, it hasn't been that long, has it? It's only been, like... I know, they didn't really tell us, I don't think. But, like, I just, I, do, I feel like it's I only understand. been a few years, right? Yeah, I can't Google it, because I don't want any spoilers. For I feel like it's books. only been five to ten years, maybe? And... I just, I don't understand why we're giving up on him. Yeah, but in in fairness, I, I think, I think around ten years is, I think, yeah, I think it's around there. I, I think it's been less than Castile. Yes. But we've just given up on Malik, and we're assuming he can't handle it. But Castile came back and was fine. Yeah. Cool. Why did we bring this up again? Um, because... Oh, right, they wouldn't let a prince die. Yes. Right. So he's ten years in, like... Yeah, yeah. and I think... I wish it was just a little bit more clear, um, like... Because Poppy's like, oh, all ascensions are now tied to me for my, when I, like, go through the culling or for when when I ascend. So, like, we're not 100% on whether or not, like, have there been any ascensions in the past little while? Like, do they even, Mm -hmm. because that's, I think, the biggest question is, if they if there haven't been any ascensions then we can safely say that malik is gonzo but if he if they have still been ascending people then he's obviously raring to go so i don't remember when this is said but i think it's later this week there haven't been ascensions in a very long time except for her brother he was the last ascension, and there wasn't many before him either. Hmm. And he only got ascended as one person, which is weird. Yeah. Like, but also, they obviously needed somebody to ascend him, but it didn't, I guess it could have been anyone with Atlantean blood, maybe. Well, I mean, they must have been finding, they had to have been able to find people to feed, like, they need yeah. to feed. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it's it's confusing. Yeah. She kind of thinks now, it kind of, like, goes into something that I think we talked about last week. Like, how are they actually going to enforce ascendants stopping ascending other people? Yeah. Which is a big question we had last week, and I, I think she's kind of coming to this realization of, like, how... How do we physically do that? Yeah. <laughs> Which is fair, because I, I don't know the answer. Um, but Kieran kind of changes the subject then, and he tells her that um, him, Castile, and Malik used to come to this town before it was ever, like, destroyed in the first place, and when people still lived there. 
and everyone used to come out to see the two princes. And apparently a young girl one day fell into the bay and everyone just watched in horror because no mortal is like allowed to enter the bay because it's where a god lies. Um, so it's like almost superstitious, but like religious superstitious. Yeah. So it's not whatever you call that. Yeah. Um, but of course, Castile just jumped right in and grabbed her and then... Um, Kieran says, Malik and a friend, mm. but he has a like awkward pause, um, forced water out of um, the child's lungs. AKA so this kid, like CPR, mouth to mouth. Yeah. Like, yeah. So they saved this kid, even though it's not allowed. I don't know. But it, it kind of like a lot of people in this town like thought that they were either gods or, like, blessed by the gods because of that, because they were allowed to do it. Yeah. Um, which is just interesting. It'd be really hard. I would just want to go swimming in the bay, which I probably would already, like, as me as a person, I would have already been in the bay, and they would have been like, wait, no, you can't! And I'd be like, what? Don't do that! (laughs) You'll die! Yeah, it would have been one of those things. (laughs) Yeah. Um... So, Poppy then, out of nowhere, just asks Kieran if the friend was Shay. (laughs) And he's just like, what? And then he's like, Alistair told you. And she's like, yeah. And he's kind of like, he shouldn't have. But I'm like, it's it's also his daughter. He's allowed to talk about his daughter. Yeah. Like, considering, like, he, so, obviously, I'm coming from the viewpoint of already knowing like what happened and we do find out i believe like i think it might be either my part this week or my part next week yeah um we do find out more about shay but like i don't know i just feel like he maybe like alistair doesn't know everything yeah so like obviously he's gonna talk about her because of what he knows about her and what he knows about the situation. Yeah. And he just thinks that, like, she died a hero, mm-hmm. almost. Like, so, yeah. obviously, and, like, she and Castile were in love. Like, that's how he sees it. Yeah. And then she died. Tragically. To, yeah. I think we kind of know trying to rescue him. Yeah. Do we? I don't know. I think we, I think that's kind of Anyway, if we didn't, sorry, you'll find it out next week. Um, but it, it, I feel like Alistair, like, wants to talk about his daughter, but he can't with Castile because Castile doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. And it's, it's hard for him because, like, when you lose somebody, you want to talk about them. And, like, obviously you'd think that Cass would be the person that would understand the most because he was in love with her. So it, it seems like... I'm not surprised that he talked about her, and I kind of feel like everyone being like, he shouldn't have said anything is, like, a dick move. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna tell him the truth. But at the same time, though, I do agree it was dickish of him in the way that he brought it up with her. Oh, 100%. Remember, it was like, oh, yeah, maybe that's why he likes you, because you're so much like her. Yes. That, that was 100% dickish, but, like... 
Kieran doesn't know he brought it up maliciously. No. So I'm just like, I don't see why Kieran's like, oh, he shouldn't have done that. When yeah. you're like, mm, let it go. It's his, it's his daughter. Yeah. But yes, on, we like having read it, we're like, oh yeah, he did that because he's a dick. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yes. So she tells him that it was Alistair that said it and that he also said that Castile was once engaged to her. Um, Kieran kind of gets a bit fiery here and like a bit mad and he tells her that it's like his advice to never bring her up to Cass. And he's like, this marriage is temporary, so there's no need for you to know about any of this and any of his background. I, I actually, so like, I love Kieran. I Mm. actually really dislike him in this particular moment. I just don't understand. Like, like, especially when he's about to say what he's about to say exactly what i like exactly why would you then say oh this marriage is temporary you don't need to know anything about him but then you're about to go into this big spiel about the whole heartmate thing like i'm sorry it makes no sense like it doesn't make sense like why would you say that like if anything if you think they're heartmates then you should be encouraging her to talk to him about stuff and, like, mm-hmm. regardless of, you know, Shay and, you know, what Alistair knows about her versus what Kira knows about her versus what Cass knows about her. Like, regardless of who she was, she mm-hmm. was in Castile's life. He, sh- If he thinks they are heartmates, should he not be encouraging her to ask him about his, his past? Like... Yeah. Regardless of what it is, like, she should know, like, he knows everything about her past. Yeah. Like, she only has 18 years of past, and he knows everything there is to know, pretty much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's got, what, like, 500, 400 years of living. Like, yeah, he, Kieran should want them to share with each other if he thinks they are what they are. Yes. It just, and, like, to literally have these two conversations at the same time yeah, makes no sense. No. Like, none. No. And it's just, it's so odd. And out of character. Yes. And I'm like, he could easily have been like, hey, just a bit of advice. Be gentle about this situation. Yeah. Please don't pry into it. Yeah. There's a lot more going on. Then, yes. Then. I, I get, like, I can buy that he's angry in this moment at Shay. And he gets mad by mistake at yeah. Poppy. Hmm. I'll buy that, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just such a, like... To be angry and then literally in two minutes have the conversation they have and then be like, you should admit that you have feelings for him. You just said it was temporary. What the fuck are you on? Yeah. <laughs> I, it's it's just so weird. Yeah. Whiplash! Yes. 100%. And 
So she kind of changes the subject because she's like, whoa, man, let's chill. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she asks if Castile will be okay. And Kieran says, like, he's going to need to feed soon. And he likely hasn't fed since um, the last. He says, I have Macedonia written down, but that's not right. Um, since he fed on her. Yeah. And she doesn't understand why, of course. And, um, Kieran says, like, normally he can go longer without blood, but he was injured. Like, he took, like, three arrows to the back, and, like, that obviously takes and blood to heal. she also stabbed him in the heart. Yeah. So. He bit, he bit her immediately after that, though, didn't he? Yeah, but I don't think he fed enough. Like, he only fed her for, like, only fed off of her for, like, a couple seconds, so I don't think. Yeah. So I guess that's probably what they mean, is, like, Macedonia was the last time, like, he actually had somebody that he, like, actually had a full feed off of. Yeah. <laughs> feed. <laughs> like a big old scarf. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kieran does say, if he doesn't feed, she'll be in danger. Um, even if she is someone he cares about, um, which she's like, I'm clearly not someone he cares about, which is how we kind of get into our next conversation. But, um, he says, like, if he, if he didn't, if he didn't care about her. Yeah. 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 If he didn't. Yeah. Sorry. I missed a word somewhere. My brain is stopped working. <laughs> Um, if Castile didn't care about her, they would currently obviously be on their way to Carcedonia to bargain her off for Malik. So Castile wouldn't risk angering all of his people and also his parents with somebody that they clearly hate, because we've talked about that a fair amount too, mm -hmm. um, if he didn't care about her. Um, and then he tells her, like, it's obvious that she cares about him like cares for him too and you're like this is 100% whiplash um and Kieran says that's why she didn't stab him this morning and like why she wants to know more about Shay and Poppy starts to feel like it's a bit too intense to like acknowledge her emotions and she's like doesn't want to which has kind of been like a back and forth thing and like it seems kind of silly, but you're also like, she's 18 or 19 and has never felt love before or any of this in her life, so I can kind of forgive her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but she, she does realize, like, she's already starting to fall in love with him, and there's, she's like, there's no way he feels as strongly about her because his people hate her, and she's only mortal, and she's gonna get old and gray and die. And... Uh, on their way to Spez's end, he said, she was like, I'm linked to the Ascended. And then he's like, I would do anything for my brother, a.k.a. I'd get close to you, even though I find you deplorable. Yeah. Like, you think that that would, that would be in her mind more that, than it is. Yes, that is still that in my bad. mind. <laughs> that is something that, like, She's like, oh no, everybody hates me because of my new powers. And I'm like, no, you should be more worried that he hates you and is only doing this. Like, yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So she tells Kieran that she decided she can no longer be the maiden before she found out who Castile was. And he made her feel alive and want life and like want to live outside of just being the maiden, which I think is giving him a bit too much like credit credit. Like I know she, I guess it's just kind of weirded, 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 <laughs> worded weirdly. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> um, Cause like, I feel like she always knew she didn't want to be the maiden. It wasn't like she was like, Oh, I can be a different person outside of this. Like she snuck out before she knew him. She went yeah. to the red pearl before she knew him. Yeah. So like, I feel like she's giving him a bit too much credit here, even though she's not giving him like all of the credit either. Yeah. But she's like, she had decided, I guess, basically the night that they had sex that she physically was no longer going to be the maiden. <laughs> because she had sex (laughs) but like that night she was like I'm when I end up at the capital I'm going to beg the queen to like not make me ascend basically yeah was kind of what she was saying so like I guess before that she's never really accepted it but she was kind of just going along with emotions because she couldn't do anything else yeah I guess but yeah it's just an interesting way to put it, but she's just kind of saying that, like, she doesn't hate him as much as she has been saying, like, because, like, he betrayed her, yes, and all this shit. It's, like, not great times, whatever. But she's kind of getting over it, I guess, is what she's thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Moving past it. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, at least understanding why he did what he did. Yes. Yeah. Um... But she says, like, caring for him can only lead to heartache. But Kieran says it doesn't have to. But even if it does end in heartache, like, that can be fine. Like, loving somebody and having that experience can be worth it, even with a goodbye that is, like, devastating. And I'm like, sounds like terrible advice. Yeah. (laughs) Um... And it's also, like, not helping her in this moment, I don't think, at all. Um, but she says it sounds like he's had experience, and he agrees that he does, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I'm on my reread of book three. Is it Gilded? Mm-hmm. Crown of Gilded Bones, I think? Sure. Uh, and I, I just read about this. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm glad that it comes back up because yeah. I was like, I was like, who are who are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, I literally I forgot that this. Uh, yeah, like my first read, I completely yeah. forgot that this had happened. It's on like page four, four fifty, four hundred and fifty. Yeah, Jesus, you're you're powering through that book. Well, yeah, <laughs> fair. Um, yeah. So Kieran asks her then if she knows what happens when an Atlantean cares for someone. <laughs> And it's kind of like, you think he's going to get into the sex talk, but it's just like, when when two people love each other very much. (laughs) But he says, they find the idea of feeding off of someone else repellent, like it's too intimate. And if they have a mortal partner, their mortal mortal partner kind of needs to prove that it's okay to feed off of them. 
And that's likely why Castile hasn't said yet. And you're like, makes sense. Um, um, <laughs> Kieran then comments that Cass said that he felt like he knew Poppy after just a few conversations. And Castile told her that he thought it was like his blood recognizing her Atlantean blood. And like she felt that same kind of recognition thing too shortly after. But Kieran thinks, I quote, it's something deeper than that, something intangible, far rarer and stronger than bloodlines and even the gods, something powerful enough that it has been, that it has ushered in great change in the past. Which is just an interesting quote. Um, but then he says that he thinks that they're heartmates. So heartmates sound a lot like mates. Super rare. <laughs> not going to get into that again. No. And like, I guess I haven't heard of any other heartmates. So maybe it is super rare. Maybe I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but yeah. So it's just interesting. So like, it's it sounds similar to mates that we've heard of in other books like they're meant that he thinks that they're meant for each other like their blood is calling to each other type of thing yeah so that's interesting and obviously poppy has never heard of heartmates and we just don't really get any more info on it yeah. other than that one quote and poppy is just like doesn't really want to process it all like it's it's hard enough thinking about her feelings Without adding in the fact that they could be, like, mated with each other. Yeah. Um, Poppy's, like, trying to just focus on, like, her biggest issue now is Castile feeding. And she knows it'll have to be from her. And if they want, like, people to believe that they're together, obviously, they won't believe it if he's feeding off of somebody else. So... Um, I guess they finally go to breakfast, her and Kieran, and um, Quentin is there, and he says he's not looking forward to traveling through the mountains, and Kieran agrees, and Poppy asks about them. It's the, uh, yeah. is it the Skodos Mountains? Yes. Mountains? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, apparently the mist is so crazy there that, like, you can't even see, like, a hand in front of your face, which sounds kind of crazy, and, like, there's Atlantean magic around there um, to ward off travelers. And like the mist is kind of to make them think that it's craven in the woods. And the magic is apparently tied to the gods. And like the mist reacts to people differently depending on like who you are. So they kind of travel in small groups to try to like make it not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Less people to react to kind of thing. Yeah. Um, they're only apparently like a half day's ride from the woods and then it just takes like a night to get through the woods or something. Like they're really not as far from Atlantia as I thought they were. Um, people show up in the hall and they all steer clear of Poppy, of course, and she can just feel their disgust and their distrust. And she asks Kieran where Castile is because she's worried about him. Um, and then she asks if, Castile was telling the truth when he said that, like, if she didn't want to agree to get married, he would let her go. And he says that he was telling the truth, but he doubts that she would ever be free of him entirely, even if he would have let her go. Like, 
clearly he thinks that Castile loves her. And you're like, it's his best friend. Yeah. And he probably knows. And they're bonded. Like he can he can read his emotions a little bit. So like I feel like yeah, he can that's true. tell what he's feeling. Like why can't yeah. you just like come out instead of being cryptic, just come out and say, By the way, I can tell <laughs> through the bond he actually has feelings for you. That is a very good point. Yeah. It would save so many pages. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> But yeah, so um, Poppy then makes up her mind that she's going to offer herself as dinner to Cassie. <laughs> I didn't need that line in my life. but I fine. kind of loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so she ends up going back to her room. And while she's in her room, Alistair just shows up to talk to her, which is just kind of weird. It's just so weird. It's all weird. But he says he's there to talk about, uh, to like ask her about the um, the attack with the um, Lord Cheney dead dead bones men. Oh, that no, one. with the dead bones men. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> too many attacks. So many attacks. <laughs> there literally were. <sighs> um, and he says he thought that they were all dead, which is kind of interesting. And they talk a bit about Spessa's end in general, and. He, like, she's kind of saying that she's shocked at, like, how many people are here and, like, all this shit. And he says, like, he's surprised Castile didn't tell her all about it because it was his idea to take over this land. And then he says, she's like, oh, he just must not have had time. And he was like, I'm sure it has nothing to do with trust or inattentiveness. <laughs> and you're like, oh, he's trying to, like, reverse psychology these- shit. 100%. But also, like, that is unfortunate that he didn't bring it up. Like, he should have told her. She should also be able to act better. But, like, also, um, he's being a dick. Oh, 100%. And then, like, this next part is just completely unnecessary, but he brings up Castile needing to feed. And he also brings up something called the joining. Um, Since she isn't familiar with Atlantean customs, like... He's trying to be nice and tell her about these things. Yes. But she obviously is like, I know about the blood, but what is the joining? But he's like, it's not his place to tell her. Like, you just brought it up. Yeah. Like, who are we here? Hagrid? Like, you have to say something and then try to take it back. (laughs) I shouldn't have said that. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Um... So she obviously gets him to tell her about the joining, and he says it's an old tradition, and it's not done often, but if a bonded elemental, so Castile, takes a partner, the bond that he has with his woven can be extended to her. So that would mean that she would live as, like, if she, if they did the joining, her, Castile, and Kieran did the joining together, then she would live as long as a wolven. So I, they're like immortal-ish. They're not mm. quite as immortal as the elemental bloodline, but like they live longer than mortals. Yeah. Um, but if she were to die and they had done the joining, then Kieran would die. Yes. So it's so like it, it's not all good. If Kieran dies, would she then die too? Yes. Yeah. Their lives are tied together. Right. Um. Yeah, so it's interesting. But he says it's a blood exchange and it can become intimate in a way that would make her uncomfortable. 
So sex. (laughs) (laughs) Nice threesome. Yeah. Which is just, it's just funny, but it's also like, I didn't, I obviously didn't finish the third book, but a lot of people, kind of rightfully so, expected a threesome in the third book after reading this book. Right. Because, like, it kind of implies it heavily that they're all going to get together. Well, it's brought up several times. Like, she focuses, she, like, has a hyper fixation on this joining, like. Yeah. And, like, I I assume part of it, too, is that, like, she won't get old and gray. It would solve one of (laughs) the issues. That's a big. Yeah. But also, she does think about the sex part of it a lot after this conversation. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Go up. A lot, a lot. Um, and like, so it's just something that people expected of the author after after this book. Um, she kind of thinks in her head that the reason Castile didn't tell her about the joining is because he didn't think that they would be together long enough. So there's no need for her to be bonded she needs, with. She honestly <laughs> needs to stop jumping to conclusions. Yes. 100%. Like, give it up. Yeah. Um, Alistair then says, like, Castiel wouldn't expect her to do it. It's, like, archaic. Like, people don't really do it anymore. But she asks if the Wolven would expect her to do it. And then she asks if Shay would do it. And I'm like, oh, this is so awkward. Like, like, why are you doing this? It also, like, so I think that the joining has a much larger, like, looking for... Um, ritualistic significance. Like, Mm -hmm. the side effects of the joining, yes, her life would then be tied to Kieran and Kieran to her and whatever, and it just makes a strong bond amongst the three of them. But Mm -hmm. I think, like, just people see it in terms of, especially the rulers and, like, the royal family, they see it as like a ritual that is done to strengthen the to strengthen the crown, we'll say. Yeah. Right? So like she is asking, like, do the woven expect it? Like, as in so, you know, the woven as a people, is this something mm-hmm. that they need from the crown? Yes. Like Especially since she's mortal. Yeah. Like her life is short. <laughs> yeah. But like so. would Shay have done it? Well, in terms of in terms of lifespan, Shay didn't need to do it, right? She's Yes, yeah. She, her lifespan is as long as Kieran's. But like in terms of like having it has a it has like a significance just like, you know, a symbolic significance. Mm-hmm. Right? In addition yeah. to what it would do for her symbolically it means more yes. so like she's saying like would the wolven expect it like do they expect it of the crown to do yeah yeah and like in fairness i actually think that's a really valid question because if she were to ask castile that i feel like he would be very like oh who cares what they expect like it doesn't matter all that matters is what we do and what like i do and what you do and how we feel and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks or feels blah blah mm-hmm. blah but i do think that the it's a valid question like yes i think bringing shay into it is a bit cringy agreed 
And so does she. She's like, and then a stupid thing came out of my mouth. Yeah. And you're like, yes, that's... Ugh. 100%. But I do think, like, knowing where, like, this sort of ritual stands in importance yeah. for an entire group of people. You know what I yeah. mean? Like... Yes. It's, it's a good question, and I think she does need the answer from somebody that isn't Castile. But I also think, like, it shouldn't be... Alistair? Alistair, because yeah. he's also manipulating her, which is evident by his answer to the question, which he doesn't even answer. Like, he doesn't answer if the wolven, really. He just says, like, um, he just kind of says, like, Shay would do anything for Castile, and she never backed down from anything. And you're like, that's part of the answer? And it's also, like, manipulative and... Yeah untrue yeah. we'll find out next week or later this week so like <laughs> it's it's interesting um she then asks <laughs> she's like they're really getting into it and I, and I know it's her thing she asks questions but she asks why king malik ascend, like ascended his mistress instead of doing the joining and it's just such an interesting I mean, question again he was married like yeah, you like, can't just... I'm just gonna do this joining with my mistress over here, wife. You're okay with that, right? Okay, bye! Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, it's so weird. And obviously, uh, well, Alistair's like... Well, sorry, but like, also, yeah. if it is a ritual significance and a symbolic significance of having, like, this mm-hmm. bond, this bond between, like, the king, like, the crown hair and one of their wolvens why did he not do the joining with the queen yeah did he though he didn't no but i'm just saying like if if what alistair is saying is that like you know it's it's a ritual it's a symbolic thing like it signifies this bond between the three of them and like you know and she's like well is it expected of the royal pair to do it Mm mm-hmm and he's sort of didn't he it was a non-answer but like if it was expected would it not have been expected between king malik his bonded because he was bonded to a wolven and the queen so i guess the issue is because we i'm gonna jump ahead a tiny bit but um alistair was king malik's bonded when he died but king malik had multiple bonded wolven because he lived so long and the wolven don't live as long right so if the queen is also atlantean why would she ever do the joining if it would cut her life short when the wolven died good point but like but that's what i mean like why is this joining then important if the queen didn't have to do it why is it important then like, why bring it up at all? Why is it important for Castile to do it? Yeah. And he even brings up, like, if there's two elemental Atlanteans and they're both bonded, they can do the joining with all four of them. And I don't, like, does that mean, like, if one of these four people die, they all die? Like, what happens? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. It's getting I'm tangly. So it is getting tangly. And, like, all that to say... It's just something that he wanted to bring up to scare her off. Yeah. Like, he's just being a dick. Yes. He only brought it up because he's like, you're the maiden, and this is about sex. 
And it's not. No. Like, we get later. It's not even about that. But it's just, it's weird. Um, but anyway, yeah. So she asks why Malik didn't do the joining with his mistress. Obviously, it would have been a super insult to the queen. Um, and that's when he says he was the king's last woven. And he's actually the one who alerted the queen that Malik had ascended his mistress. And doing that shattered an unbreakable oath that he had with King Malik and like severed their bondedness because he betrayed him basically. Obviously it was for the greater good, but just a thing. Um, Poppy's kind of thinking about it all after like everything she learned, but she's very, (laughs) she's very focused on like how a threesome would work. (laughs) And she's like, Kieran's attractive, but I think it would be weird to have two guys. And then she thinks about like the, the diary, the, the diary, and it's just like, oh my god, it's it's a focus, it's a focus. Mm-hmm. Um, she also thinks about Shay, and she wonders how Castile acted around her, and like if he acted like more of himself around her, because she feels like. He has masks on all the time, which is obviously true. Like, he portrays himself differently for different people. And she feels like he isn't his true self with her. Which I think he is, but she just doesn't know. Yeah. And she's obviously going to compare herself to this person that she, like, this to her is someone who's, like, angelic on a pedestal. Like, she's never going to get that level. And that's kind of what Alistair wants her to think um castile comes back to the room and he apologizes for losing control which is good um and he says it'll never happen again and you're like how can you say that you can't say that um but then she jumps to a completely different conversation and she asks him why he insists that no one call her the maiden and he tells her that he doesn't want people to associate her with the ascendeds And they'll be less likely to hurt her if they think of her as Poppy instead of the man. Which is not really probably what she wants to hear. No. Like, um. Yeah. It's. Dude! I, like, you keep, you keep saying the wrong things. I know you mean well. (laughs) Um, so she opens her senses to him and she immediately feels his hunger. And then she feels a heavy feeling too. Um, and then she tells him that. Alistair told her about the joining and that like makes Castile like burst into laughter and he guesses that Alistair called it crude and disgusting but Poppy's kind of just annoyed that he didn't tell her himself and he says like no one will expect it of them it's a big ask of the woven too like mm, Kieran would have to agree with it like there's so much to it like it's not something that they'll expect. But he also says, like, it doesn't always end in sex. That's just, like, what can happen with consenting adults if they want it yeah. to. So, like, well, like it's not it's not a sexual ritual. No, but the, the thing is, like, we've already discussed that, like, they say that it's, like, a blood, like, they all drink each other's blood, kind of. So, like, yeah. we all, we've already discussed that this can get you hecka horny. So, yeah. So, like. A lot of times with consenting adults, what happens when you're real turned on and in like, you know, it can lead to, it can lead to things. It can lead to sex. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, 
he kind of teases her about her interest in it. And yeah, it's, it's really when you're like, oh, I feel like this is a bit of foreshadowing. I feel like there's going to be a threesome. Yeah. Um, so there is not in book three. You don't. Is that a question? Yeah, I'm asking. Okay. Yeah, no, there isn't. Because people were pissed. People were pissed. Oh. Yeah. Because, like, it really does foreshadow that it's going to happen a lot, and then it doesn't. And that's the only thing I heard about the third book was the backlash about this thing. Oh. So, interesting. Um, Poppy tells him, like, she knows he needs to feed, and he isn't going to from anyone else. So, um, she asks him, like, what would happen if he doesn't? And he tells her, like, it's a violent bloodlust that not many come back from. And, like, it, it's basically a madness that you end up in. Um, like, if he went all the way, he was only partway to the end of this morning. If he went all the way, he ain't coming back. He's not coming back. Um, but she asks about his time with the Ascended. And he says, like, he always came back from it. <laughs> Even though it's not something that people come back from. Um, he always has. Um, but he he's never been the same. Like, every time it would kind of... You kind of feel like it would take a bit more of his humanity away. Is kind of the way it's yeah. like... Um, they kind of argue a bit over her being the one to feed him. And he doesn't want to, like, add that to her list of resentments against him. But she tells him, like, she cares about him, like, as a person type of thing. Like, she cares about him in general and wants to help him. And if he cares for her at all, he should want to keep her safe. Um, so, like, that's why she wants to feed him. It's not something that she's actually going to, not, not use against him, but, like, kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's like, hey, if you don't feed for me, you're gonna be in danger to me. So, like, if you want to keep yes. me safe, drink me. Drink me. <laughs> um, he says he's unworthy of her, and he agrees. Um, Kieran comes to supervise to make sure that Castile drinks enough, and also to make sure that Poppy lives. And, like, this is another reason why I think the threesome is kind of, yes, like, this was foreshadowing hot. for the threesome. This was hot. It's super sexy. And, like, it's super intimate. And Kieran is, like, behind Poppy to monitor her pulse. And Castile's on her from the front. Mm -hmm. And you're like, whoa, yeah. are we gonna have... Yeah. <laughs> are we gonna have a threesome right the fuck now? Um... <laughs> So she connects her gifts to Castile and his hunger and like concern are palpable and he bites her. And apparently the first part of a bite is always a bit of pain, but and it's like super overwhelming, but only for a little bit. And then it, it like turns pleasurable. Um, so he takes some blood and then he stops, but like they all know it isn't enough. So he takes some more. And just like last time, Poppy is super turned on and she's still connected to Castile through her power and she feels his arousal that way. And then also she can feel his dick pressing into her. Um, Woo! And he ends up like 
pushing her back against Kieran and pins them both to the wall. Yeah, so like Kieran is up against the wall, Poppy is up against Kieran, and then Castile is up against her. It's like a hot sandwich. It is a hot sandwich. (laughs) And he pulls her leg up around his waist, and she's like, it's a different kind of hunger now, and Kieran's just there standing behind (laughs) her, and it's like... Taco Taco. I hope he's getting something out of it, because like, if not, this is just sad. Um, but she's like already super close to an orgasm. Like she is there. Yeah. And Kieran tells him that that's enough. <laughs> and like he just doesn't want to be around. He's like, no thanks. I'm done yeah. now. Let me out of here. He's like. He's like, I don't think we'll get past this if, <laughs> if you actually come. Um, so there's no real, like, you know, in every vampire thing, like, they won't stop. There's not really very much of that. Like, Castiel actually does stop and he, like, licks the wound and I, I, I kind of think that heals it. Is that a thing that happens? I don't know. Or is it just, like, licking the last remnants? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't heal it completely, but does it, like, stop the blood? Maybe. I, I, maybe. Um, and then Castile pulls Poppy towards him, and I guess... Releases Kieran, Kieran from the wall. Yeah, I guess Kieran can leave now. They don't really talk about him leaving, they just get to sex. Yeah. I, maybe I missed it, but... Um, oh, God. <laughs> She's still connected to him power wise mm-hmm. and she can feel how horny he is too and he asks her to let him take away the ace <laughs> and he says it isn't about him he wants to show her gratitude and like he like praises her while his hands roam all over his body and like he's grinding against her ass while he fingers her and they both end up coming and he apologizes and says like that it has never <laughs> happened to him that he's just come in his pants <laughs> and you're like why is that such a thing i don't know i i hate that too <laughs> i i also don't like this whole like he's giving her a reward like, oh, you were a yeah. good girl. Here's your reward. An orgasm. Although, <laughs> in books where they're like, you're such a good girl. I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but I would just be like, you want to reward me? How about go get me some food, bring me a good book, <laughs> light the fire, leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, but she's just so horny at the moment. I guess, She yeah. needs the release. And she probably doesn't know how to masturbate, That's I true. guess. Which doesn't make any sense, because she read that diary, mm-hmm. so. You'd think she does. That's, but, yeah, I know. You have a point there. Yeah. I, I, I guess. I guess if I was super turned on, then yeah, I'd be like, yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, in bed later, Castile's a bit vulnerable and asks if he can hold her. And I think he says that he knows they shouldn't, but he just wants to pretend again. And she lets him, and he's kind of surprised that she does. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But it's it's kind of just a sweet moment where he's asking for something that he wants. Yeah. He's that being is actually vulnerable. Like, huge. Yeah. Um when they wake up, Castile wants to take her on a field trip to see the real Spessa's end. Um but his condition is like he wants to continue pretending to just be Hawk and Poppy. And she agrees, and he tells her that Atlanteans seal deals with kisses. (laughs) Which then he's like, it's a complete lie. But then he just kisses her, and it's kind of a cute moment. But it does make me think of Supernatural. (laughs) Um, They go to the stables, and a wolven Colton is there. And when he looks at Poppy, he feels a weird staticky sensation. And Poppy uses her powers to reach out because she's just like, why is he being weird? But she just feels surprise and confusion off of him. Um, Castile introduces them and they actually shake hands and he feels actual static when they touch hands. And he says that she feels full of energy and she's likely from a powerful line, according to him, like a powerful bloodline. Hmm. Um... She ends up getting her own horse to learn how to ride and Castile like talks her through how to do it. And he tells her um, that they came here a lot when they were younger and he and Kieran realized it would be a good place to reclaim. So technically that means that Spess's end is Atlantean land. So they could get married. But that's just a little tidbit. Um, they, they like, come upon a training ring with women inside, and there's, like, a group of women who are unarmed, and then their men come rushing towards them, and they're all completely armed. And within seconds, the women, who are a smaller group, have them all the men disarmed and, like, in a death shot. Amazing. It's not the right word. Yeah, it is. It is. I love it. Yeah. Um, Castile says that these women are the kingdom's elite and they're the guardians of the Atlantean armies and they're the last of their bloodline. So they're a warrior bloodline. Um, and guardians are always like women. It goes through the women's line in this bloodline mm-hmm. and they train all of Atlanteans armies, which is amazing. Um, it's yeah. And this is the last warrior bloodline that exists except Poppy is likely from a warrior bloodline, according to Castiel. Um, Poppy kind of wonders, like, if she can exist, then maybe there are others that exist too. But Castiel kind of doubts it. He kind of thinks, like, between him and Malik, they've likely fed on basically all of the mortals around with Atlantean blood, which is just not great. Yeah. And this is where we get that, like, Ian was the last person to ascend. And before him, it was years since the last ascension. So, like, I guess Malik could actually be dead, but we don't know yet. Um, they end up going towards some houses, and there's, like, about 100 houses, basically. And each one has land for gardening, and they meet with people. And Castile is, like... She can see him acting as a ruler now and he knows people's names and he cares about them and like he just has a good relationship with people which is nice. Many are obviously wary or cold towards Poppy but she like stands by and just 
as he's acting like basically like a prince, really. Yeah. Um, Castile then tells her he wants her to meet someone, and they go to um, a house near other houses that are currently being built. And Beckett is there, and Kieran comes out, and he kind of teases her about being embarrassed about this morning, and <laughs> he tells her that it's like natural. I guess, to get horny after someone's feeding on you. And then he tells her next time for the feeding to be less intense, she could just offer her wrist instead of her neck. And you're like, why didn't we do that anyway? We know that she doesn't want this to get sexual. Why are we doing this? Well, I guess no one told her she could do it that way. I know, but why why didn't Castile say, hey, why don't we do it this way? Because he wants the sex. I know, but that's manipulative too. Uh, Yeah, your point. Yeah, your point. (laughs) It's not just me that can't speak. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so she's annoyed about that, but like not too annoyed because she had a good orgasm. Yeah. Um, A sassy woman shows up then, and she's a woven too, and it turns out she's Kieran's sister. Her name's Vanetta. And they shake hands, and Vanetta feels the static he charged too. And Kieran says, like, he felt it before when he touched her, and Cass has felt it before. So that's interesting. Lots of people feeling the static. She keeps rubbing, she's rubbing her feet on the carpet too much. (laughs) Probably. Um, So they all go inside Vanetta's house and, like, have some sandwiches and chat a bit. And, um,. Vanetta asks to check if, like, the static thing will happen again. And, like, I guess they touch hands again, but it doesn't. Um, but then they talk about her scent. Because in the past, Kieran had said that she smelled like death. But Vanetta says she smells old. Um, which are all, like, super good things to smell like. <laughs> you smell like death. No, you don't. You just smell yeah. old. What is that? Like, mothballs? Yeah. yeah. Um, Castile says he doesn't smell it, um, but says that her blood tastes old. And they're kind of, like, trying to figure out what she is, maybe. Mm -hmm. But they get interrupted by shouts of alarm. And, like, they go outside, and Alistair is coming towards them, holding a limp Beckett. Um, and he says, a piece of roof... (laughs) A piece of roof... (laughs) Roof collapsed on him and the healer's over in the training ring so the healer's pretty far away um so castile sends someone to go get the healer but he's in too much pain to like shift back to his human form and if a wolven doesn't shift back to their wolven form and heals as a wolven then their bones won't set correctly so they have to heal as a human as a human Um, but he's in too much pain and he's too young to be able to shift back. Yeah. So Poppy tries to like use her gift to take away some of his pain so that he can shift back and heal right. Uh, so she goes to his back and she starts to use her gift, but something different happens. And instead of taking away the pain, a muted glow starts in her hands. And <laughs> Castile's just kind of like, that's not normal. She's like, no, it's not. <laughs> and <laughs> she can feel his pain lessening, but says it's never happened like this before. And like both of her hands are glowing and she's just concentrating on taking the pain away. And 
Castile says it isn't just her hands that are glowing. Yeah. Her whole body is glowing. What? She's one big glowy pants. Glowworm. Yeah. So yeah, so she's all glowy. She did the job she needed to. Beckett manages to shift back into human form. And lo and behold, his legs aren't broken anymore. I know. Bum, bum, bum. So, like, the glowing fades, and Castile tells Poppy, like, you healed his legs. And she's like, no, I didn't. I can't do that. (laughs) And they're like, Beckett, move your legs. And he starts moving his legs, and they're not broken. But, like, Castile's like, uh, you should probably go see the healer anyway. And the healer's name is Talia, which I love that name. Yeah. Um, and like, there's this like huge crowd of people around. I guess when somebody starts to glow, it attracts a crowd of people. Um, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> so like, she can feel everybody's emotions. Like, she feels shock. She feels awe, and then she also feels bitterness and fear. And she says like, the fear bit is confusing because what she did was not scary. Like she. What you know, it's not like she did something like yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um Castile like calls her back. I'm calling it like calls her back to consciousness. Like she isn't unconscious, but like she's like all up in the feelings and like focused yeah. on everybody's feelings and emotions, and I guess she's like sort of in a in a trance or like in a weird, like out of it state. You know, mm-hmm. when you're staring off into nothing and you can't hear what someone's saying to you right next to you. She's like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, like, Vanetta knows exactly, like, oh, you're an empath. And have we talked about empaths before? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was brought up before because they talked about soul leaders. Right. So, like, so, like, Vanetta's like, yeah, you're totally an empath. And, like, they're like, well, yeah, that's sort of the, the theory we already had. But apparently, like, so empaths could also heal, and maybe they're like, she, she's like, but I've never been able to do that before. That's never happened before. I don't understand. So they're thinking maybe she's getting closer to the culling, uh, or maybe the fact that she's on Atlantean soil, or maybe just because Castile has given her so much of his blood, like, all of that could be impacting her powers and making her glow. Yeah. Um, so, like, they're walking away now. Like, they're not, you know, they're they're leaving. And, and she tells him that, like, people were afraid of her in the crowd. And she's worried that they think she's a soul leader. And yeah. she's also worried that Castile thinks she is, too. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, she's also, like, she has no clue how she healed Beckett. But, like, she also said that the healing was different this time. Normally, for her to, like, normally when she takes away someone's pain, she pushes one of her happy memories into them. But she said that she didn't have to think of that this time. Like, she literally just had to touch him and have the intent of taking his pain away, and it worked. And Castile sort of says, like, maybe you should hold off from using your abilities in front of a crowd until they know more about what's happening to her. 
And she's like, she's sort of like upset about that. Like, why, you know, if someone, you know, if someone's hurt, I want to be able to help. And yeah, she's not just gonna let someone die because he's like, don't use your powers in front of people. Yeah. That doesn't seem logical. Yeah. But like, he's saying like, he wants to be able to control the narrative. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so like some Atlanteans won't understand her powers. So instead of doing all this magic in front of all these groups of people and then letting rumors spread, they want to get in front of it and like, you know, maybe release a statement or like, you know, come out with what she is before it travels through word of mouth. Right? And they need to be specific. I get it. Yeah. But I'm also like, you can't really ask her not to use her powers yeah uh so he then he tells her like how amazing she is and like he's saying she's amazing but he really sounds angry and so she asks if he's hungry again and i'm like lady it's been half a day he's not hungry he hasn't even been injured injured (laughs) injured Uh, anyway, so yeah, so she's like, oh, are you hungry again? But he says, not for blood. <laughs> and then he gets, like, really, like, up in her personal space. Like, he's he's in her hula hoop. And, like, he's really close to kissing. <laughs> he's really close to yeah. kissing her, but she, like, pushes him away. And he asks her to, like, look into his emotions and, like, feel what he feels. But she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to admit, like, you know, she doesn't want to see his feelings right now. Um, And he thinks it's because she's afraid of what he feels. And he says what he feels is he wants to rip her pants off and fuck her so hard she'll feel it for days. Yeah. Um, So not angry. (laughs) Which is just funny. You'd think that she'd have a better grasp on emotions but like clearly his anger and his like like when she's angry he finds it super hot so like clearly he has something with like he's like a kink <laughs> yeah an anger kink i'm okay with it um so she's sort of like speechless at that because i mean someone says that like i don't know i guess what do you say yeah um so he just like takes her to the horse and they start to ride back to i don't know the castle the keep whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. while they're on the horse though he wants to talk about their marriage and he says he wants them to marry he wants to get married while they're there in Spess's end um so mm-hmm. his parents can't stop them essentially <laughs> yeah um and he says like they really only need a couple of things they need wedding bands And they need the head of a bloodline to officiate. Uh, And luckily, thank goodness, Kieran's father, Jasper, will be arriving tomorrow. And he's the head of the Wolven bloodline, so he can do it. Good. Good, yeah. Convenient. Very convenient. Also, having Jasper last month in Crooked Kingdom to now having Jasper this month is so hard. 
I know. And even when we were doing Crooked Kingdom, I was like, I kept saying Jasper and then being like, shit, no. And now I'm like, Jasper, and I'm like, shit, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so he says that they'll get his father, uh, Kieran's father, Jasper, to marry them, and then they will travel to his parents, uh, in Atlantia, because she will need to be recognized and crowned as princess. So she's obviously nervous that his parents won't believe the marriage is genuine, but Castile's like, we'll convince my parents. Um, but she can sort of tell he's obviously a bit more worried than he's letting on. But, yeah. Sure. Uh, but she does agree to marry in Spess's end regardless. She's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Yeah. Um, I guess they get back to the keep and uh, Alistair is there and they tell him, like, you know, we're gonna get married here. Uh, he doesn't think it's a good idea. Of course. And I guess since the healing, her powers have grown, like, she doesn't need to open herself up to, like, sense people's emotions. Like, she can sort of just look and know. So, like, she knows that he doesn't think it's a good idea. He doesn't like it. And he's, Alistair is trying to convince Poppy, like, just wait until you meet the king and queen. But she says, like, a really great line, and I really liked it. She says, like, of course she would have rather been courted properly, but that isn't their reality. And the reality is she would rather marry before learning all the ways Castile's parents object. And Alistair's like, oh, but you don't know that they'll object. She's like, yes, I do. Because the only people who have been nice to her since they got to Spez's end have been the Wolven. So she expects the king and queen to agree with the rest of the Atlanteans who have treated her like absolute shit. Yes. So, and I just really like that. Like, like, I guess Alistair was trying to get her on his side. And mm-hmm. I just really like that she stay Like, no, dude, like, back the fuck off. Yeah. And, like, it's true. Everyone has been shitty to her. Yeah. Of course she's not gonna, like... She makes a really good point. Yeah. So, Castile, like, agrees that his parents will probably be shocked and a bit annoyed about the fact that they're, like, missing the wedding. Which, like, valid. Yeah. <laughs> but he says that they will like learn to they'll come to know Poppy they'll get to know her and love her as fiercely as he does which is sweet but I'm like all these people being like once you get to know her you'll love her <laughs> like mm. this, is a, this is a bit much well yeah and we said it I think last week that like no not everybody can get to know her to in order to love her you just gotta take it on faith that she's not a jackass yeah which like yes his parents can obviously get to know her fine i'll give them that (laughs) um anyway so alistair leaves and they chat a bit about poppy's new power powers um and then she tells him like he seems really convincing when he talks to other people about his feelings for her imagine um so he asks if he can take her somewhere. So they get on Seti, that's the horse's name, and they he first takes her to a poppy field, which I don't understand. Like her name's Poppy. I guess, but he's like, "Hey, look at this field of poppies," and she's like, "Pretty." <laughs> 
let's have an opium com- conversation. Well, but it's like, true. But yes, then they do, literally do have an opium conversation because she's he's like, yeah, we grow it for medical reasons. And she's like, aren't you afraid people are going to like abuse it? And he's like, yeah, but we've got guards everywhere, so it's fine. So and then she's like, okay, cool. And he's like, okay, let's move on. <laughs> so like, what was the point of that? Yeah, it's almost like, it seems like it's a name thing, but then why? Is it going to show up in like three books time? Oh, maybe if they ever end up, I guess they'll eventually end up back. Mm-hmm. Not to spoil it, but. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway. I forget how this book ends anyway, so. Uh, so then he takes her to a cavern. So, like, he's mentioned before, I think it was in the last book, about how he used to, like, run around all these caves with his brother. So this is... And his best friend. Yeah, one said cave. Which we we assumed it was Kieran, or I did at one point. But now I Kieran. think it's Shay. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But I think they were all there, but I think, like, he just didn't didn't mention Kieran. Oh. <laughs> it's just a given. We're stuck yeah. together, I guess. Yeah. Um. So he says that they run for miles, and they go all the way under the Skotos Mountains. But they've never been able to find the path through the Skotos Mountains. Yes. This does have validity, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, this comes up. I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of assumed it yeah. did, but I didn't know that. Still don't. Anyway, so inside this cave that he brings her to is a hot spring. And he leads her to it, to them, and she is, like, she's, like, hot, like, turned on as fuck. And, like, I yeah. don't really understand how it happened, but she is, she is there. He took off his clothes, and she got there. No, but he, his clothes aren't off yet. Oh, really? No. So, like, any little, like, touch that he gives her, like, sets her, like, shivering. And, like, you know how apparently, and I say this with air quotations, when a woman gets turned on, her nipples get hard, like, immediately. Like, I'm not saying it has nothing to do with the coldness ever. So, apparently. It's always turned on. So, apparently that happens. And, like, he tells her they have about an hour before they have to get back to the to their room or whatever so they can just quote unquote be so they have like an hour off let's say and she loves that he's calling them we like they're like he's speaking of them like they're one unit and she really likes it but like she finds him really contradictory and like same girl (laughs) because she's like he's considerate but then he's demanding He's teasing, and then he's cold. He's violent, and then he's loving. And, like, he is! Yeah. He's literally like, I hate the Ascendants and everyone that has anything to do with them, including (laughs) you. But I love you! But you're hot, hot and... I like your vagina. (laughs) Right? Um, Anyway, so he goes to check on the horse. Like, as an excuse, just so that she can take her clothes off in peace. And then she gets in the hot spring. And then he comes back and undresses. And she just stares at him. Like, just watches him with, like, wide eyes. Unabashedly. And you're just like, if if this was 
opposite. You would be so awkward and embarrassed, but you're just staring. And he's like staring right back at her. Like what? Like it's like a strip tease, but yeah. yeah. Anyway. So when he gets in, she tells him that she wishes that everyone who inflicted pain on him, like she wishes they could feel pain. And she says like, even the queen. Which is hard for her to admit because she remembers the queen yeah. as being someone really loving and caring for her. Uh, and, you know, she can't, like, it's hard for her to realize that the same queen then inflicted pain on him, but she's turning it all around now. Mm-hmm. So, like, she obviously wants him. So he comes to her and has an idea and he starts to touch her. And he tells her, and this is new information, that bites become erogenous zones until they're healed yes i think we mentioned we did, it last but, week but we didn't we didn't know no, it. <laughs> i mentioned it because i had read it but this is where we yeah, actually find the information so we're essentially like it's a hot zone it'll make her hella horny just playing with it so <laughs> he starts to like suck on her bite mark on her neck and she's like loving her life and he tells her that she tastes old and powerful. Like, like what is this? Like, who is she? What does, what does Moonlight taste like? I don't know. Maybe a little <laughs> spicy? Spicy? <laughs> anyway, so his idea, maybe they can pretend again. And, <laughs> like, he's like, if you want, we can just pretend that this is a physical reaction. Like, we can pretend that, like, you don't actually want me. We can just pretend. And yeah. she responds, like, it's actually this, the conversation, like, gets a little weird. She says she doesn't want to pretend anymore. Like, she likes it when they pretend to be Hawk and Poppy, but, like, she doesn't want to pretend anymore. She's like, um, I have a condition. Like, let's not pretend at all. I'm Poppy, you're Castile, and, like, this is real. Mm-hmm. And I guess acknowledging that it's real for in her mind and in his mind. So like for her to acknowledge that it's all real, she's acknowledging everything he's done to her in a bad way and sort of forgiving yeah. him for it anyway. Yeah. Which I think is going to, it's like healthy and helpful for the guilt that she sometimes feels afterwards. Yes. Yeah. Like I think they need this. Uh, anyway. So she moves to him and kisses him, and he's excited, but also in awe, because he's always in awe of her. Uh, He can't believe that she wants him, like, even knowing everything about him. Um, He He doesn't deserve uh, her. He also... That's his thing, too. Yeah, he, he tells her, like... He wishes that they had time because he would love to take his time with her, licking every inch of her body. <laughs> it just reminds me of um, was it Akawar when Reese offers yeah, to like oh my God. lick so, all the so dirt gross. off her? <laughs> so gross. Uh, also, he wants to watch as she gives him a blowjob, and she, which she's never. I know, done and before. she, she. Sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> Your but words. that's literally what she says. Oh, but I don't know how to do that. And he's like, "You couldn't do it." I'm like, "I mean, you could. <laughs> just bite Maybe it. You could. Just bite it. Too much teeth. 
Um, anyway, so he tells her to hold on because he's going to fuck her exactly like he said earlier. And he does. In the water. Just right there in the, in the, in the hot spring. Why are you keeping her in one spot? She's <laughs> like thrusting and they're like zooming across the water. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming they're up against the ledge. Uh, no. <laughs> nope, they're zooming in the water. Uh, anyway, they cuddle for a little bit afterwards until they hear somebody outside the cave. It's Kieran! Um, Cassiel goes out to talk to him and, like, turns out Kieran figured that they would be there, so he brought them a change of clothes and towels, which is... He's so considerate. Like, especially... Good person. And Castiel knew he was bringing her there. Why didn't he pack this shit? True. He probably wanted to lick her <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Castiel uses the towel and dries Poppy off. He first asks if he is allowed. Consent. Way to go. Key. Consent yes. is key. And then he obviously... <laughs> Which is so weird. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I know. I can't get into it. <laughs> so he uses the excuse to like touch her boobs to dry her off, and then he touches her vagine to dry her off, and obviously gets it all. She gets all hot and heavy again. Um, and then he says a few things that make her sad. So one, he tells her not to worry that what they did will stay in the cave, and. Then she asks him about, like, pregnancy prevention, and he tells her that he's still covered. So he's the one taking the tonic, which, like, yay for dudes, finally. Yeah, I do love that show. All all fantasy books written by women, the man takes the... I know. Yes, thank God. And I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh... It's all, it's all magic, too, so it probably doesn't affect their moods like it does ours, but still. Uh, and then he also says, like, don't worry, I wouldn't risk a pregnancy. And that makes her sad, not because she wants to be pregnant, but what she thinks when he says that. it means it's gonna end. Well, yeah, he's like, oh, he just, she thinks that what he's really saying here is that he wouldn't risk a child between them. Uh, which is valid. Like, if someone said that, I would also be sad like that. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. But I'd also be like, I am 18. I don't want to get pregnant. We're not even married. We can't, we can't get pregnant yet. Um, but yeah. She's, she's, she likes reading into, not actually reading into things, but she really likes reading into things that it's bad. Uh, so, uh, after, like, he sort of, I don't want to say breaks her heart, but, like, after he sort of is, like, implies that he doesn't want to have children with her. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, they go back, I guess, to the keep place or whatever, and, like, obviously news of how she healed Beckett spread around. So they were having dinner, like, a lot of people were staring at her. Um, Beckett comes out, and, like, he's walking. He's got a little bit of a limp, but he's mostly fine. And he introduces himself to Poppy and, like, thanks her, essentially. But she feels fear from him, which I don't understand. 
from him, like, I sort of get it from other people, but you would think that considering she saved him, he would be like, ah, like, <laughs> yeah, worship exactly him, that. Know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I know it seems kind of weird to me that, and like, I can't, I, I haven't read this book in a while and I've not done it yet, but I can't really remember if it gets explained why it's fear. Cause like, I don't think the healing process is painful or anything. I don't think it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. Anyway. So, so yeah. So it's just odd. And then she also feels fear from other people in the room, obviously. And Alistair is sitting there and he tries to cheer her up, but he like Loki does the absolute worst job possible doing it of course like he cannot cheer someone up to save their lives his no his sort of his ways of cheering her up he says like don't let their feelings get to you you are the neck that turns the head of the kingdom because she supports castile and castile is the head of the kingdom so like he's like you know you have to be strong You're the neck, the strong part. You're the support. (laughs) Ugh. Like, misogynistic much? Yeah. So dumb. And then he's also like, oh, you know, like, don't mind them. His engagement to you is so unexpected. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, shut up. Take a hint. Shut up. But no, he continues. And then he says something that really gets. I'm not going to say gets him into trouble because it doesn't really get him into trouble. But he says something yeah. that gets Castile into trouble. Yeah, it's true. So like he was like, oh, you know, his engagement to you is completely unexpected considering that everybody was expecting someone else to be his princess. And yeah. she sort of, I think, initially thinks that he's talking about Shay. Of course, that's immediately what you'd think. Yeah, but then he continues and says that actually he's betrothed. <clears throat> he is expected to marry somebody else when he gets home. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not good. Alistair is just an ass. Yeah. Well, he it, he just... He started this conversation so he could tell her this because he knows that she doesn't know. And it's it's really dumb. Like, you can tell that this is him manipulating. This is like Manipulation 101, mm-hmm. right? Like, he's dropping this into the conversation, like, just sort of nonchalantly. Like, after all, yeah. he never expected, no one expected him to marry you. They expected him to marry Marie over there. Her name is not Marie. Yeah. We don't like, but we don't know who it is yet. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah. it's more like it's just so. Oh, I hate it so much. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, Castile sort of like I don't. He obviously can't be right next to them, but he does manage to overhear this part of the conversation, and he butts in. And he's sort of like, Alistair, like, you had no right to tell her any of this. And he was like, you should have told Poppy that you were promised to someone else. 
Like, uh, he keeps bringing up things. It's like he doesn't remember that Poppy is 18 and Castile is however old. Like, he has, he has a large history. It's not just, like, he's like, oh, I, I can't believe he didn't tell you about Spess's end. Oh, I can't believe he didn't tell you about this. It's like, there's a lot of things. Yeah. Too much to tell one person. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I I would be pissed off if I were her too, because I wouldn't want to hear oh, this yeah. from, like, some middle-aged man. I would want to hear it from the guy I have feelings for. No, and it is such a trope that is, like, like, remember that book that we read last October? Which one? The witch? The... The witch one, yeah. Okay. And she was like, he is engaged to someone. Oh, we yeah, break up. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, he was, like, going back to stop the engagement because it was his father's idea. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. It's like, I, I don't know. I, the I XX. Hate. The XX, yes. <laughs> I, I, I just kind of hate the trope and I hate how angry it, like, makes the main characters. This one's not so bad because they literally talk it out and everything's fine. Yeah. But it's like, I, I don't know. I find that it's always such a big deal and you're like why didn't you tell me like yes you would be like that in real life i don't think i would lose my shit in front of a room full of people that hate me though <laughs> maybe maybe i would i don't know maybe i wouldn't even care anymore because yeah. they all hate me anyway yeah. well so this is the thing so like all poppy can think of at this moment are like all the times that she trusted him and like wanted him sexually and, like, all the times they were, like, physical together. And, like, all this time he was supposed to marry someone else. And she sort of feels betrayed, I guess. Yes. And, like... And, like, if he actually were engaged 100% valid, that would be so bad. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, like, I guess you would feel, like, sort of a... Not that you were cheated on, but, like, she kind of... If, you know, he is engaged to be married to someone else, he's kind of helping him cheat a little bit. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. A lot of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that would be a surprise for sure. <laughs> um, anyway, so Castile is, like, furious that Alistair told her. And, like, voices how furious he is. He's like, you should not have done that. That was not your place. Like. Oh, 100%. And, and Alistair's like, well, she needed to know. And he's like, no. Like, he said, this is something my father planned. I never agreed to it. And, but, like, Alistair's like, but it's been in the works for decades. And, and. Castile's sort of like, yeah, and I still haven't agreed to it. I'm sure my father realizes that by now. So, like, him just yelling at Alistair for that makes Poppy slightly less ang- less angry. Yeah, because she's like, which is fair. Right. Um, oh, there's more to this. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, oh my god, what? There's more to this story? Uh, anyway. So, uh, all of a sudden, like, Kieran and Jasper show up. And I love this bit. Castile tells Alistair that this tactic is weak of him. 
So, like, he obviously sees that he's trying to manipulate her into not going through with the marriage. Yeah. Um, and Alistair then reminds him that he may not have agreed, but everyone, including Gianna, thought that you would wed. And it would have strengthened the ties between the Atlanteans and the Wolven, which I guess is important. Yes. But then Jasper pipes up and tells Alistair, like, you don't get, you don't speak for the Wolven. Because it's Jasper that is the leader, I guess the elder spokesman (laughs) for the Wolven. So, like, he actually is the one that gets to speak for the Wolven, not Alistair. (laughs) Alistair has yeah. a serious case of, like, power trip. Yeah. Like, he acts way more powerful than he is. Yeah. And, like, he has powerful positions, I guess, and he's respected and shit. But, like, there was that power struggle with him and Castile. Like, he really needs to, like, learn his place Yeah, in this whole thing. Anyway, um, so, like, an argument sort of breaks out and... Some other Atlanteans, like, join in on this argument. And then some, like, rando, like, calls Poppy out for being a, like, being one of the Ascended. Even though she's not an Ascended, he calls her out for being one of them. Mm -hmm. And then she does something great. She calls him out right back because she noticed him staring at her with hate. Mm -hmm. And then he, like, calls her out and she's like, yeah, um... She was like, yeah, like, I'll, and she sort of, like, defends herself, and she said, and she actually says to everybody, she was like, everyone here who, like, wants to look at me like that, but no one will say anything to my face, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I just really like that she did that. Yeah. And then she said her cage was so pretty, like, she said they had made a cage for her so pretty, she didn't even know she was in one. And essentially said that, like, She has no, it was tiny, and she has no loyalty to them. And she said, like, I know that uh, many of you would rather send me back to Solace in pieces. And Castile then, like, pipes in that, like, he did initially plan to use her and ransom her, but then he fell in love with her instead. And I think this is, is this, like, the first time we're getting the L word? I think so, yeah. So that was nice. He said that in front of everybody. And But she still doesn't think it's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then she tells her story about the Ascended and how they wouldn't let her do anything. And that Castile was the first thing she chose for herself. And she essentially said she wouldn't be sitting here dealing with every dealing with everybody staring at her with hate. And willing to go to a kingdom that's going to do the same thing if their engagement wasn't real. <laughs> And people sort of, like, are like, huh, yeah, okay, we buy that. Yeah, and like, which is just funny, because their engagement isn't real. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so, that sort of, like, makes, like, it. everything settles down then, and they just have dinner. But, like, everybody else is still looking at her with hate, and I don't understand why. Yeah. This is, to me, the most weird place in the book. Like, why bother having that whole spiel 
And I'm talking like, I really condense that. That was like two to three pages of dialogue and her like dealing with the emotions of people staring at her. Why bother having her say all of that if nobody was convinced? Yeah. Like they're convinced that they're in love, but they're not convinced that they don't hate her. Which is stupid. If somebody tells you, oh, actually, I was like, mentally and physically abused for years because of them i really don't like them surely if you were like i don't like you you're friends with that person and then they were like oh i'm not actually friends with that person surely you wouldn't be like well still hate you anyway yeah like is it like is it a plot point that has they have to hate her for some other like i i just don't understand why so much hate i feel like the only reason why plot point wise they would continue to hate her is so that she continues to have like death like like Mm. people coming at her to try and kill her true yeah but like just like i don't know what else she can do to prove herself like to me these people are just like flawed yeah. Like, shouldn't there be, like, she said, and sh- there was no other emotion. People were just staring at her with hate. Like, shouldn't there be a smattering, like, some people, like, I would find that believable if, like, maybe half the people still looked at her at hate, not convinced, because, you know, bigots exist, and no matter what you say, you can't convince everybody. But you would think that there would still be, like, she would sense a little bit of another emotion. Like, you know, yeah. I looked around, and while I still got a ton of hate in the room, There were also, like, you know, there was empathy coming out of some people's eyes that wasn't there before. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like that should have been something, and it wasn't. Yeah, I agree. It's it's just really, the the hate is too much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just don't, I don't really get it. Yeah. So, obviously, she's sick of sitting there and feeling all the hate on her, like, So, she leaves, and she just stands up and leaves. She's, like, not even, she's, like, I'm not even going to bother excusing myself to hell with, like, politeness and decorum. I'm just out. Yeah. (laughs) And Delano and Niall are out there, and they were, like, we did not want to go in there. It was, like, the tension was way too much. She was, like, that's a great idea. Uh, And so then she drinks some of their whiskey. (laughs) <laughs> and they're just all like drinking out there for a few minutes by themselves, which is cute. Um, but Castile then follows her out and he apologizes for the way his people have made her feel. And it's just like, dude, like you're not responsible for them. Yeah. At all. I just like, hmm. anyway. Also, that's not the apology she wants right now. <laughs> no. Uh, but, like, she sort of says, like, I don't want to hear you apologize. Like, I did expect this. Like, we knew this was going to happen. And mm-hmm. she, just, she just doesn't really want to hear her about an apology right now. So, Kieran comes out and tells him that, tells Castile that Jasper wants to chat about something. So, Kieran walks Poppy back to her room. Uh, so, did we, we must have said already that Jasper is Kieran's father. Yes. Uh, and he speaks for all the Wolven, like we just said. Um, and normally he travels back and forth to Spess's end. Um, but his wife is having another baby soon. So he's spending more time 
in um where where the mother lives instead of doing a lot of traveling. But he's here now. Yeah. Uh so I guess like I think he said did he say he was the baby or well either him or Vanetta is the baby. I feel like Vanetta was younger, but mm. based on nothing. But she's like two or three hundred years old. Like apparently his dad is like eight hundred years old and they're having another baby and she's like, Whoa, like two hundred years between kids, that's a big leap. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Kieran tells her that like Wolven take years and years to grow into adulthood. Like yeah. could be fifty years. And he said like Beckett may look younger than you but he's actually older than you like he's just he's immature for a woman yeah anyway so that was a fun conversation that we just some info info dump yeah so she goes into her room and she's checking out the clothes vanetta got for her so vanetta i guess dropped some clothes at her room uh and she goes to check the front door i guess just out of habit and she realizes that the door to her bedroom is not locked. Like, she's not locked in the room. So she isn't a prisoner or a captive anymore. And, like, she has this, like, moment of, like, catharsis, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Because, like, she just, like, breaks down and cries. And she, like, cries forever. Because it's this, like, she realizes that, like, she's technically free. Like, she's yeah. not locked in anywhere. She could go out of the room and walk the the town and be okay. And, like, she would not get in trouble for it anymore. Yeah. She wouldn't get a beating for it, because that's what used to happen to her if she ever did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. So she realizes she has, like, freedom. And she also thought that, like, standing up for herself in the room full of people was also another moment for her, like, that she wouldn't normally do. Um, Mm -hmm. so she's finally, like, shedding all of her, like, maiden-y layers. (laughs) I'll say. Maiden-y layers. Maiden-y layers, yes. Fair. Uh, she's also, like, in this, like, moment of awakening, realizes that she's actually in love with Castile, but she thinks, rather, she assumes that because he didn't tell her about Gianna... Or the joining, or anything about Spessa's end, he obviously doesn't love her, and they obviously aren't hurtmates. Yeah, and it's 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 obvious that this was Alistair's plan, or she wouldn't be thinking about everything Alistair said yeah. when she's thinking that. Yep. So, anyway, she is really like weary and like tired. Like you know how you get tired after a really really big cry. Yeah. So, yeah, she just goes to sleep. But she does lock the door. <laughs> um, So she wakes up to find Castile in bed with her, and she's like, how did you get in? I locked the door. Like, obviously, he did. she didn't want him coming in. Yeah. Uh, but they, uh, anyway, but it doesn't really matter. He's got a key. He's also... The highest ranked in there. He would break down the door if he had to. Uh, so they like flirt a bunch and talk again about how she stabbed him in the heart and how he likes her violence. And turns him on. Yeah. 
Um, she's trying really hard to be uninterested in it, but is finding it difficult. Yeah, because she loves him. Yes. <laughs> um, so he like starts to feel her up, and I guess he wants to have sexy times. Because, you know, they had sex, like, in the springy cave. Yeah. So I'm guessing he assumes, like, hey, fair game. Yeah. Right? Uh, and then she, like, sort of pushes him off. And she's like, when they when we get back to Atlantia, there must be other beds you can visit. Like Gianna's. <laughs> it's like, could you be more transparent in your jealousy? Yeah. Could you? I don't know if she no. could. I don't think so. No. It, ugh. Like, massive with the eye roll here. <laughs> and he's sort of, like, shocked. In his mind, this is completely coming out of left field. Which is dumb, too. <laughs> it's like, how do you not... How is this not coming out of left field for you, sir? You literally <laughs> had the conversation five minutes ago. Uh, anyway, so, like... He then says that, like, yeah, maybe there was an expectation there, but he never agreed to it. But he also didn't want to outwardly say no and hurt the girl's feelings. Stupid. So you're leading her yeah. on. So you're leading her yeah. on, thinking that she's going to be the next queen. Ugh. Like, this is a big deal. Yeah. And then he says something even worse. He says he had forgotten all about it until Alistair brought it up. That's so bad. That That's so bad? problematic. What a sin for that poor girl. Castile's a fuck boy. He is. That is so bad. Oh my god, I don't actually have much experience with that. <laughs> That's fair. But I see them around, and I'm like, "Yep, I can tell." I can tell. Um. Anyway, they have a fight now. And Poppy is, like, mad at him, obviously, because he doesn't tell her anything about himself. Fair. And he is mad at her that <laughs> she doesn't have more faith in him, especially over the engagement thing. He's like, you honestly think I would have done all the stuff that you and I have done sexually, wink, wink, hmm. if I was engaged. That's all he cares about. It's that is true. all he cares about. I mean, he's a male. I know, but, like... It's wild. I'm just paralleling the fuck boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, she asks, like, she brings up other stuff. Like, why didn't you tell, why didn't he tell her about Spess's end? Because he's the one who came up with the idea and colonized it. So it was important to him. Why didn't he tell her about it? Why didn't he tell her about the joining? Which, like, why is she still on about the joining? Like, let the joining because go. Yeah. let Because there's going to be a threesome. One can only hope. I wonder if the fourth or fifth book has it in it. It might. I really hope so. Um, and why can't he talk about her? Quote unquote. A.K.A. the love that he had lost. Mm-hmm. And like, why is he in her room right now? It's also his room. Why is she in his room right now? Like, why are yeah. why is he insisting on sharing a room? Yeah. Um, he then says, like, he wants to know 
if what she said at dinner was true. Like the whole thing about how she wouldn't be there if it wasn't real because he's the first thing she's chosen for herself, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't really talk. She doesn't really say anything. Because for her, it's about she doesn't want to be vulnerable and tell him her feelings because in her mind, he doesn't reciprocate them. But then it's the same with him. He's not going to open up and share important things about his culture if he thinks she's got one foot out the door. Yeah. So. And and do you know what, though? Like, if he has feelings for her, I feel like opening up and sharing those things is probably, like, you love her. Obviously, you want to be with her. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you want to share things with her to endear yourself to her yeah you know what i mean like opening up who you are and talking to her about stuff like that's what's gonna make her have feelings for you yeah but he just thinks that he's so unworthy of her that it's impossible sure yeah uh anyway so he sort of says like whenever he asks her something she never gives him an answer. So, like, he knows that she's already, like, one step out the door. So why tell her anything? I mean, I don't agree. Yeah. So she asks, like, what do you want from me? <laughs> and his response is, Good. of course it is. It's always the response. Yeah. But it's kind of admitting, I guess, if Poppy were smarter. She has no experience and doesn't understand. Uh, Anyway. So, he tells her that, like, he wasn't expecting her. And, like, valid. He was hoping to kidnap, like, I would say he was probably hoping to kidnap a stuck-up bitch Mm -hmm. and ransom her for his brother. Yeah. But... He says that, like, the way he feels when he's with her, he doesn't think about anything. He doesn't think about Malik. He doesn't think about his kingdom. He doesn't think about anything. Like, she just helps him forget. Which I also don't know if that's quite healthy. Mm-hmm. When you were just saying that, I was like, that's not healthy, <laughs> man. Like, you should just forget all your responsibilities because you're with someone you love. No. That's not... That's not what we strive for. No, like, you want someone, obviously, that helps, like, relieve your burden so it doesn't feel so heavy. Yes. But, like, shouldn't make you forget about all of the responsibilities <laughs> you have. It's like me saying to my husband, oh, I forget about our children. I forget about my <laughs> job when I'm with you. Yeah. That's weird. It is weird. Like. <laughs> I don't say that, by the way. I never forget about my children or my job. (laughs) But yeah, so she just, he says that she helps him. And like, Hmm. I'm sort of upset. Like, I wish they would hash everything out now. But somebody Mm -hmm. knocks on the door. And he's like, whoever you are, if you want to keep your legs, you'll walk (laughs) away. Which I kind of love. I do love that. Me too. Um, but then he's like, I wish I could, but this is very important. And then he opens the door and tells them that the sky is on fire. (laughs) Which, 
I, I kind of thought it was going to be like an omen from a god yes. or something. You don't just see the skies on fire because there's fire in the distance. But like also... That's not the sky. No, you would think like they are an advanced enough society to be able to tell when there is a like a fire going on on the ground and the smoke is in the sky. Like that's... I, if the sky is on fire, I expect to go outside and the sky above me to be on fire. Yes, or like the color of fire. Yeah. But it... It's, it's not. No. But I think that it must have been done for, like, shock value. Because, like, what else yeah, are you going to be able to say to them to get them to forget about what they're talking about and go deal with it? Yeah. So. um, So they obviously do. They're like, our conversation isn't over, but let's go deal with this first. So yeah. they head up onto the rise, which is, like, if you've forgotten, it's, like, a wall that... I think goes around the whole city, like the whole town. I think so. Like a big stone wall. So they climb up onto that to look out. And the sky isn't burning. There's just a huge fire close by. (laughs) So they send Delano with some other guy, Dante. The guy, Dante, was the one who, like, called Poppy out during dinner. Sent, oh, that's funny. Yeah, sent the two. I know, right? What a shock. They picked him. <laughs> um, So obviously, Delano, oh my god, words. It's, it's a day of it. <laughs> so Delano goes as a woven. But like, so Dante is a human. So like. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah he's not a woven. So. Delano is like running along on his four little paws. Is Dante on his back? (laughs) (laughs) But like, I don't understand how how else Dante would have been able to keep up. Because Wolven are... Atlanteans are fast. No, but Wolven are faster. Yeah. I don't know. So... Because he slowed down for him. Yeah. So they head... They send those two guys to Pompeii to see what's going on. So if you remember, Pompeii is that it's like the next village over the one that is just graves because the mm-hmm. ascended just literally murdered everybody where they were. And so then Cassiel and crew buried everyone. So that's all it is. So they're sending them there. Uh, so they wait up on the rise like all night for Delano and Dante to return. Uh, Jasper, like while they're all waiting, formally introduces himself to Poppy and they chat for a little bit. Um, and she asks him, like, you speak for all the woven. Like, did you expect Castile to marry someone else? Yeah. And she, which I'm like super impressed that she had the balls to ask. Right? I would have been like, let's not talk about this conversation. But at the same time, though, like, they are to be married. I feel like, you know, it would make sense for her to ask. Yeah. And like, she's not one to not ask something if she has questions. So, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so he says, like, no, I don't expect him to marry someone else. And he also says that, like, a marriage between a woven and an Atlantean would actually do very little to ease, like, the discord that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, the king will figure something else out, but obviously somebody has been feeding him ideas. 
Who do we think that is? I don't know. Alistair <laughs> the jackass. <laughs> Fair. Mm-mm. Better one. Alistair the asshole. Ah, alliteration. Yes. Who doesn't love a bit of alliteration? Love it. Uh, so obviously, like, Alistair, he is, like, I don't know what you would call him, like, first-hand, like, first, like, royal advisor to the king and queen or whatever. Yeah. So, like, obviously he's feeding them ideas. Yeah. So, then he thanks her for Beckett and says, you know, like, thanks for doing that, for healing him. Like, that means a lot. And Mm -hmm. that leads into, like, a conversation actually about her powers and Jasper says, like, <laughs> because she's like, do you think I smell like death, too? Because obviously she's <laughs> kept hold of the fact that Kieran thinks she smells like death. Fair. Right? If someone said that to me, I'd be like, uh, thank you, I guess. Like, I'd be offended. Yeah. Um. So, like, he says, you don't, he doesn't think she smells like death. But he does think she smells different. But somehow familiar. But he can't place the smell. Like, mm-hmm. it's familiar, but he can't remember it. And I want to know what it is so bad. Yeah. What does all of this mean? Tell me. Yeah. Um, he also says, like, he actually does not think that she's an empath. Which is the first time we've heard this. Yes. Everybody's like, yeah, she must be an empath. Yeah. Cool. So leader. But he's doesn't think so because empaths could not heal and they did not glow interesting the two key powers she's developing yeah which are new but like i wonder if he has an idea like i wonder if he has something in mind if he knows something and he's just not saying it or if he's like mm, doesn't seem like an empath to me i don't know what you are but like, I, I kind of wonder. It'd be nice. Like, he is one of the oldest, you know, like, he actually was alive pre-war, so he would probably have one of the better ideas. Yeah. He's also nice. He's a nice he man. He's a nice man. I really like him. I do, too. I like him more than Victor. I yeah, like him a well, million times more than Alistair. Yep. I'm okay with it. Yeah. So... Castile comes out, comes over to them and cuddles with Poppy to keep her warm because it's cold out. Yeah. Uh, they talk more abl- about, like, bloodlines and he's, like, I guess she sort of says, like, Jasper doesn't think I'm an empath. And he's sort of like, I don't know what else it could be. Because, yeah. like, I don't know what else has that power of, like, emotion, that emotional reading thing. Yeah. And he says the only other option could be that both of her parents were per Atlantean and maybe she's like a mix. Yeah. Which like, she was like, it's impossible for one of my parents to be part Atlantean. And now it's like, both of them might not be. Huh. But what if you had two Atlanteans of different bloodlines, mate, have a baby, and then that baby was a full-blooded Atlantean with two different bloodlines. Could maybe they have made Poppy? Yeah. Right? And still have one of the parents be mortal or be not Atlantean or whatever. Yeah. It would just mean she was like a quarter of each power. 
instead of half of one power. Yeah, right? it's true. Math. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> I got it. I'm not the worst. You did. But you know what I mean? So like, maybe that, like, instead of automatically thinking, well, one of each of your parents must have both been Atlantean. Yeah, Genetics. but then she would have been, she would have been a full Atlantean then. Poppy. Is it possible that she is? I don't know. Because it really seems like they're, like, they're telling us that she's mortal. But, like, I guess in another book they could just be like, Psych. JK, she was never mortal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so after that chat, she just sort of. She doesn't understand how the leader of the Wolven does not expect Castile to marry some, like, this Gianna misses. A Wolven. But other people do. She was like, if the, if the leader of the species doesn't expect him to marry a Wolven, then why does everybody else? Why do other Wolven expect it? Yeah. And in my head, I'm just, like, she doesn't say that out loud. She's just thinking in her head. But I just want to say to her, like, I guess, like, people have their own mind. Yeah. People can think for themselves. Can they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. But the way that Alistair said it all was obviously manipulative to be like, everybody expected this. Yeah. And then to be like. It's a complete lie. Well, considering, like, Alistair is the only Wolven she's talked to that expected it. Yeah. Like, none of the other Wolven have been, like, if anything, the Wolven have been the ones that have been nice to her. Yeah. She says that. Yeah. So, like, none of, so, like, I don't understand where she's getting this, like, oh, all the other Wolven expect him to marry someone. I'm like, how many have you met? How many of them one person. have expected it? Like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so Castile then drops a bomb that he thinks Alistair like suggested the whole thing to his dad because Gianna is actually his great niece. So, like. They kind of get into this because Castile's like, it's a bit weird, yeah. but it's literally like his ex would be this woman's aunt. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're yes. saying? Yeah. Shay, yes, would be this girl's aunt. That is not cool. Nope. But Don't like that. But like also it just, it shows so much more of Alistair's character because it's like he is willing first to have his daughter marry into it but now that she's not around okay next suitable candidate in my family like yeah he just wants to be related to royalty yeah and like not to get too much into spoilers um but clearly castile and shay thought that they were in love like that wasn't just it was not arranged, you're right. No, it wasn't arranged like this one would be. But, like, figuring out this about Alistair, you're almost like, oh, maybe the apple doesn't fall too far. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's not a bad idea. And, yeah. like, 
how much of it was love on her side versus his side. Yeah, versus her dad telling her to do something, potentially. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, anyway. So they don't even get a chance to really discuss that any further because at that moment, Delano returns and they obviously, like, race outside the rise to meet him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's injured and he's alone. Like, Dante is not there. wonder where he is. Mm-hmm. So Poppy heals him and he's like, no, 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 I'm fine. And she's like, no, you're not. Let me heal you. Actually, he can't talk because he's a woman, but yeah. he he doesn't need her to heal him, but he does. Yes. Uh, anyway, so she obviously glows again. Like, she's just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I don't even care anymore. I'm just gonna <laughs> glow people. <laughs> and it's just funny, because, like, remember when after she did Beckett's healing, hmm. Castile's like, maybe you should keep this under wraps for a little bit, so we can yeah. control the narrative. But... We love Delano, so she has Delano. to. Yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, so once he's, like, partially healed, like, she doesn't heal him all the way, but enough to let him shift back as a human. Uh, and they're like, what happened, Delano? And his words are, the Ascended are coming. Duh. Dun, dun, dun. It just reminds me of that, um... That quote during, is it Paul Revere said it during the, like, the War of Independence uh, in the U.S. And he goes, the British are coming! The British are coming! I have no idea. Sorry, dude. Okay. I don't know history. Okay. Uh, I've I've heard, I've obviously heard the quote before, but I I don't know who said it. It just reminds me of that. It's like, the Ascendant are coming! Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And then we stop. There's a lot to wrap up next week. Cliffhanger of the century. Actually, this book has a... Doesn't this book have a cliffhanger? This book does have a great cliffhanger. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember it completely, but I do remember that there is one. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, so I'm excited for next week because we're going to wrap it up. We're going to have some spice. We're going to have some excitement. Maybe a ceremony. (laughs) Who knows? I'm sure people will die. Yeah, the Ascended are coming. (laughs) The Ascended are coming. The Ascended are coming. Uh, so I guess we're going to wrap it up for this week uh, if you want to get in touch with us and share your thoughts on anything you heard in our episodes or if you have any book suggestions for us please reach out to us by email at uh, coffeeandcoread at gmail.com or on Instagram, Facebook maybe Twitter at coffeeandcoread yeah. <laughs> maybe not <laughs> Um, so next week, like we said, we're finishing the book. So that is chapters 35 to 45. Um, so make sure to follow along. And if you're enjoying our chats, don't forget to follow, rate, and review wherever you find our content. 
Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you on the next page.